You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blur Vision, your window into the world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news. We talk about it every week, and now I can say that because it's been three weeks in a row. Yeah! It's your boy you. Jordan, a.k.a. the Blur Vision, with... Jeffrey Rosado, a.k.a. the voice of the Chrono Ranger of Power Rangers Unworthy. The Rays himself. We are yes. here. We are back. Uh, unfortunately, Crystal could not be on the podcast this week. She does want to return. Um, we did a arcane, uh, because of our, our different schedules, and... This past weekend was really hectic. I did a lot of different um, running around for filming things, but then also uh, I got invited out to do archery on Sunday. Um, I saw that. I actually, yeah, saw, yeah I saw you. Got, I saw you guys post that up. I thought it was pretty wild. How'd it go? It was fun. Uh, archery's really hard. Newfound respect for Hawkeye. Yeah, there's no way. Like the things that, especially he did in episode three, which we're gonna talk about this week. Mm-hmm. I'm like, bro, I would have missed every single one of those shots, even with Kate Bishop not being, you know, the best archer in the world, quote unquote. Yet, bro, nah. Even even a standing still target like ten feet ahead of you is hard to hit. Forget like a moving target a thousand feet away. <laughs> That's why they're the best. That's why they're the best. Freaking um, I, I I have a lot of respect uh for for archers. You know, freaking um, it's it's a it's a fine talent. It's like it's a lot of finesse. I haven't done. I literally haven't done archery since like I think like high school. But it's like oh, I've never done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But freaking um, I, I whenever I play video games, I always find myself like using a bow and arrow at some point. You know what I mean? Like whenever I play Skyrim, like a bow and arrow is usually like everyone's go everyone's go to. It's so much fun. Well, I'm saying is after doing that once for a couple hours, I'm just like, Hawkeye, you need to just get a gun, bro. Oh, like you could do all that, <laughs> everything you do, but with way more shots like per per clip or whatever. Than a, he's like even that, even like having four arrows like per per quiver load or whatever. I'm like, so the the moment in Avengers where he runs out of arrows is just the most realistic thing ever because I'm like in any extended fight you'd be useless as an archer <laughs> you would be oh, out of ammo yeah. so fast and then if you're not rich so if you're not like a Green Arrow <laughs> you, you definitely have to re- like go pick up those like those arrows you dropped those are expensive you gotta retrieve those things <laughs> oh man that's you gotta <laughs> can you imagine have, can you imagine going to the battlefield afterwards and being like all right where's my arrows at guys chill hold on guys <laughs> <laughs> like you listen man listen honestly freaking um as a Skyrim player I literally do the same fucking thing like after like i go spending like all my arrows i literally go around and like i'll look for like all my arrows on the ground to pick them up because freaking then you gotta spend money to like get more fucking arrows but uh yeah it's like you yeah. henchman who i shot in the knee can i get that arrow back real quick like <laughs> that was a thousand dollar trick arrow that was a real expensive i i don't get paid by those tony stark man i need help <laughs> please i was gonna i was gonna say since we're already talking about hawkeye you want to like talk about all of his uh all, all, all of his arsenal of arrows that we saw in this episode because we saw uh, we saw quite a bit yeah, I, I can't wait to talk about uh, the different trick rows that we saw in this episode, which they yeah. totally foreshadowed earlier in the series. Yeah. Um, 
But so this week we'll be talking about so no crystal this week. So long story short, um, but she'll be back next week. I am gonna drop her. Our we did like a, a forty minute arcane discussion mm-hmm. because I didn't get any of her thoughts and I really wanted to hear hear her take on it um, because she's really into fantasy and I just wanted a female perspective on that. Um, but we will be finishing our discussion uh, today too. I'm just gonna drop that probably probably before uh, our review. Mm-hmm. So right before we just talk, start talking about it, I'm just going to drop uh, me and Crystal's discussion. So it's, it's funny. So next week, hopefully all three of us will be on for the entire podcast. Right. But it's like this weird, like, different combinations of the three of us where week one, it was mostly her and then you. Week two, it was all you. Yeah. Week three, it's you and then her. <laughs> and then th- yeah. next week, fourth week, we'll get it, we'll get it just right. All, four, <laughs> all three of us the entire time. The show has been operating in, in segments, uh, uh, yeah, it's, the past few weeks. It's evolving. It's, it's evolving. alive. <laughs> it's alive. <laughs> but this week we'll be talking about uh, Hawkeye episode three, like we just we just said. Um, also, I want to talk about um, uh, Arcane, duh, like we just said. Uh, something that might surprise our listeners, especially after I talked a lot of shit about the Flash recently. I've heard good things from people that literally were the same people that I listened to. That shared my opinion that the Flash had become trash. No, oh. those same people have been saying that the Flash has gotten surprisingly good in season eight. Really? Yeah, that's how I reacted. Really? Really? And you kind of cross your arms like, all right, yeah, you don't say. <laughs> Show me. <laughs> um, yeah, put your money where your mouth is, Flash. So I, I, like, like a truly toxic relationship. I went back. Ah, <laughs> uh, you ca- you fool! You yeah, fool. there's three episodes out now. Um, you were the one who convinced me like not to watch it because you like you like you you, you like you, freaking you you got off that train freaking um last time we talked about because I remember um after Crisis I I was watching it for a bit like I watched the uh the blood the blood work saga up until that was done and then like literally that felt like it only took half a season for that arc. And, yeah. then, and then I honestly forgot what the hell happened like after that. I just felt like the aftermath of Crisis and all that exactly. shit. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The reason why you forgot is because everything after the blood work part, it was yeah. blood work, then Crisis, and then the continuation of the season. Yeah. The reason you forgot is because it was stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know anything that happened like freaking like after that. And I didn't even watch the, the, the finale of that season. All I remember hearing was that they weren't going to have um, Dibney any, in the show anymore because of Because uh, Twitter. Yeah, so I, I mean, was, on on was, that note, there's another character that's not in the show anymore, and I'm curious if it was if it's purely a writing choice. I haven't been keeping up with Flash news, or and I'll talk about it when I give my review, um, or if it's something that is like a Dibby situation where behind the scenes there was an issue, or the person didn't want to come back, and they're like, eh, let's write that into the show. Hmm. Um, but that same thing I'm talking about is a big factor of why I feel like there's some gravitas to these first couple of episodes in this season. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, it's a, it's the season eight starting with a five part, uh, like arc, kind of like a, a special crossover event in the flash for five episodes. Mm-hmm. I really feel like it's a ploy to, to get ratings back since everybody basically fell off. Nobody watches this shit anymore. Yeah. So they're like, how do we get fans back? Let's just do a crossover event in the season to start the season. Oh, wow. <laughs> Um, and from what I've been seeing, I'll talk about it. I'll, I'll give my thoughts in the first two episodes. I, I, there's three out, but I've only watched two. Um, but I think what, like the reason why, and it's like the, the bar is so low that 
this is why people think it's good now. Mm-hmm. I think it just has direction. Right. <laughs> like it just it just has a plot. <laughs> it, it, it actually so it actually has a sense of direction and and, and and some substance to it. Is that what you're saying? Yes. And I oh. feel like unfortunately the flash has gotten so bad that a lot of the worst seasons now it's not the reason why it's become unwatchable. Like Arrow got bad, but I still suffered through it until the end. Yeah. But Flash was getting so bad that it was like it was impossible to watch because it, it didn't feel like there was any stakes. It didn't feel like the characters were even the same characters you started with because they were so like everything became about love and let's talk out all of our feelings. And it's like, what is happening? And even like the villains don't aren't, aren't captivating. Like you don't even remember who was, you don't even remember who the villain was after blood work. There was a villain. <laughs> I don't even, I don't even, Oh shit. Wait. Oh shit! They were gonna bring back Mirror Master. I just remembered they had Mirror Master as a woman. I just, I just, yeah, I, I just, I just remembered that. Freaking, but it was um, really convoluted, even how they did it. Like it wasn't yeah. just Mirror Master. It was like this weird multi-stage plot reveal of I'm Mirror Master, but I'm not. But I am. Like I, I didn't really watch it, but just knowing like from the outside looking in, what was happening, I'm like that. That was I, like I, I'm confused. Yeah. Yeah, that was like the weirdest shit. Cause then it's like it, it literally like it turned into like invasion of the body snatchers and friggin' like that's when I fell off. That's when yeah. I fell off. Friggin'. So I'm gonna give uh, it's called Flash Armageddon is the little mini arc. Ha! So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give these first five episodes a chance, especially since I sent you I sent you a picture of something they're doing later in the uh, season or later in this arc. I was like a whole. I actually saw one thing. Um, yeah, like, I'm, I'm really curious to see where they go with it, but yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. save it for the review. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but before we get into all that, uh, let's jump into our Hawkeye discussion. Let's start with episode three of Hawkeye. Yeah. The person that wore this suit made a whole lot of enemies. Since when did your heart shrink three sizes? When a little girl in ninja costume stole my Christmas. What's going on? Should we be worried? Holy sh- There are arrows more dangerous than that one? That was amazing! It's gonna stick around a little bit longer. Promised. Promised Lila I'd be there for Christmas. How'd you feel about this episode, bro? <laughs> this episode, um, compared oh, wait, to- Wait, 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 I was joking. <laughs> but, um, before we get into it, I just want to drop the rating system here. For those that don't know. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system. It goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle, there's passable. And then you have less than passable and more than passable. Thank you, Catchapon. Um, but yeah, so how'd you feel about episode three? We both were enjoying the season so far. Not sure if it's our favorite- but um, it's not it's not a terrible start. So it's it's a good, not great start for Hawkeye. But how did you feel about the third episode? Is it is it doing more of what you want from a a Disney Plus show? Honestly, I mean, like I'm enjoying the show. Don't get me wrong, I'm enjoying the show so far. The first yeah. two the first two episodes I felt like were a little bit more exciting than this past week's episode. But I but I but I feel like it was more about the story with this episode you mm. know because like it literally starts out with like um oh it starts it starts out with echo's uh origin story at the beginning and then you know we get we get into it with um with with and then there's a chase scene with hawkeye and kate and the tracksuits 
Um, and then that, that wait, wait, wait. Before you go into going down through the plot, what's your, I, I, uh, I was your thoughts and rating? Yeah, I was gonna say. Um, no, overall, this this episode was pass was passable. Definitely, definitely passable for me. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. A, I'm actually on the other side of this. Um, I I was gonna say the opposite. I actually think maybe I I, I buried the lead going into it. <laughs> yeah. Uh. I felt like this episode did more of what I wanted from a, a Disney Plus show than the last two episodes. I, don't get me wrong. I did enjoy the first two episodes. Yeah. Um, but some of the complaints I had in the first two episodes were addressed here. Mm-hmm. Namely, I actually thought that the action was was better. And Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, was, was, there's was more action here. We got to, for the first time in the Hawkeye show, got to see Hawkeye be Hawkeye. <laughs> he got to yeah, do some yeah, Hawkeye yeah, yeah. things. Yeah. Um, but then also they, they, they touched on um, the emotional core of his relationship with his family yes. that I felt like resonated more in this episode than his introduction with his family in the first two episodes. And that was something I complained about where I felt like they need to establish more of the emotional connection with his family, like for the audience's sake, in this series as opposed to in the MCU uh, movies prior. Um, and I felt like in this episode they did it with a really poignant scene where he's um, talking to his son over the phone. I think it was his son. But he can't actually hear him, so it's it's really just Jeremy Renner doing like a one take monologue uh, to no one. It's not one take, but he's just doing a monologue to no one. Yeah, because it's like he's just talking to the screen almost. Yeah, and um, like and like that whole that whole scene, you know, like that was very like I, I thought that was very that was very emotional. Like yeah, it 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 it, it, it struck it struck a chord with me. The the issue that I had with the episode honestly was just like the pacing because it's like mm. you start you start you start with the origin story, you get you get into it back back to where we were present day. Then there's a fight scene. Then there's a chase scene, and then after that, you know, freaking um, it's basically like everything just comes down to a screeching halt for the rest of the episode, because it's mm. like because you have your emotional moment with with uh Clint and Kate and his family over the phone, and then you literally like go back to uh Kate's house, and yeah. then and then up until the very the very ending, you know. Yeah, yeah, like, I get you. Yeah, yeah I, yeah, I think the action in this episode was probably better than the other two episodes though, because most of it was it was Kate fighting, and they've established that Kate is pretty good. But she's not Hawkeye. No. And I like that they've also established those power levels very distinctly in this. Whereas in other things, there are moments... I'm just going to keep using He-Man as the example because that's what we talked about recently. But mm-hmm. there were moments even in the flashbacks with Tila and He-Man where Tila didn't even have any powers yet. And it was like, are you on par with He-Man? Like, you're, you're fighting side by side. And it's like, okay, he's stronger, but you're almost just as capable. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's like, it. they make it a point to be like, no, Kate Bishop has a long way to go to be a Hawkeye. And that goes a long way, I think, in endearing her character. Mm-hmm. She's not a race skywalker that's just amazing at everything she does instantly. Yeah, I, I like that. It's a, it's good character development for her. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I, I give this episode. Uh, is there anything? I think my only issue is the villain, or the lack thereof, because there's still not a solid villain in the series, and they're doing a lot of alluding to maybe there's. A certain cameo character that's taking online. They're trying to make it a surprise. They're trying. Yeah. That's... If it is, if it is, okay. Take my money. I'll, no. I'll, 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 I'll eat crow in this complaint. No, but if liter- it's not literally, literally because they just recently dropped. Uh, they dropped a trailer for the next episode, and there was a couple. There's a couple things in there that they're teasing. Um. Okay, I didn't see a trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, dro- they dropped the trailer for the next episode. So there's a couple things in there that I, that I did want to talk about. Um. Okay. Yeah, yeah, but as yeah. it is right now, the villains that we have in this series between the mustachio 
stepdad uh red herring and the 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 tracksuit mafia team rocket like <laughs> i'm not that intimidated by the villain so far and it's more it has right now i feel like it, the plot is being carried less by the villains and their plot I and have, more so I have, on hawkeye and his emotional plot i have you know the, i mean i have theories actually yeah uh, i got a got a couple theories yeah i like what they did with echo and tying her to hawkeye yeah but in terms of her as a villain in herself She's not very intimidating to me. No, she's a very sympath. She's a very sympath- sympathetic villain, honestly. Not even just her being sympathetic, even like, and it goes into mm, my filmmaking nitpicks. But it, <laughs> she, this is her first role. Like mm-hmm. she doesn't have. She's never had a role in anything before this. So, just her turning around, like someone can. It's it's weird to say, but you can put acting and even just turn in your body movements your body language just just a simple movement like turning around and giving someone a look could be like the difference between uh uh uh, a cinnamon bun and an icy cold stare you know what i'm saying like there's do you wait are you do you think that echoes a cinnamon bun the actress is a cinnamon bun she it's in her face and her eyes she doesn't have that presence and because this is her first role i understand why she doesn't that's why i'm like and I get that she's deaf, so this is like she's actually representing for but her disability. She, it's her look of innocence. It's her baby yes, face. Yes, it's, it's her, her baby, baby face. face. She doesn't. It, but it's also not, it's not just her baby face. It's also her body language. She doesn't have the. I, I don't know how else to put it. It's it's bot. It's small movements in your body and right. how how you carry yourself, how you how you look at somebody, mm. how you gesture to somebody. These are all very small things that your brain picks up on and. It interprets whether or not someone is perceived as threatening or not. And for me, I'm looking at her, my brain's going, cinnamon bun, cinnamon bun, cinnamon bun. <laughs> like, I'm not going like, oh, badass, oh, badass. Here's a good example. And to, to tie it back to Arcane and then give my rating, we jump into spoilers. Yes. Um, the, And these are 3D characters. These are not even real people. But they do so well in the 3D animation of Arcane of of putting weight and body mannerisms into their body, mo- uh, the body capture technology, Bo- body language. Yeah. Their body language. It, mm. It's so nuanced. Um, the Mel's mother, the, the, the black woman warlord, Miss, Miss Madara, Miss Madara. Yeah. Yes. Like Madara from Naruto, but not yeah. <laughs> Madara. Uh, yeah. She, her, her 3d animated body language screams, badass screams, confidence screams, a a weight in experience and badassery and she's not real <laughs> but meanwhile this you know echo is real and my brain's interpreting cinnamon button <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that's yeah. my complaint if i have complaints about this episode that's really my main complaint but it's not a huge complaint i'm gonna give it more than passable i, I was wavering between the perfect vision and more than passable but that that is a complaint for me now if the villain reveal in this series is kingpin spoiler mm-hmm. spoilers then I'm going to be like, all right, retroactively, this is a perfect vision. Because then it's a great fucking, oh my god, they teased it! <laughs> no, no, honestly, if we don't get Kingpin by the end of this season, I'm going to be fucking disappointed. And it's going to be, it's going to be Mephisto all, all over again. Because there's, 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 Mephisto! there's so, there's so many signs. There are literally, no, literally, there are so many fucking signs for it to be Kingpin this season. Um, yeah. Forget, the fe- uh, I will, I will say this, literally, like, if wait, you go- Wait, 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 has someone done a hand comparison of the uncle hand and uh, William D'Onofrio's hand. You know what? 
it's not John? it's it's uh, yeah yeah Vincent Vincent D'Onofrio. Vincent I'm like William John Vincent Vincent D'Onofrio. There Vince, you go. Vincent Vincent D'Onofrio. So I was gonna say it literally. It, it, I think it's him, and it's not just a hand thing. It's the cufflinks. It's the cufflinks and the laugh. The laugh. Literally, like someone like did took footage of uh law uh when he was on uh Law and Order, and they took okay. they took a clip of him laughing with the with the clip of him laughing from uh the the intro of Hawkeye, and it literally it, it sounds literally the same. And friggin' it's like even just like that one like that one freaking crop of his silhouette in the suit. It, mm. it I I think it's Vincent D'Onofrio. It's like I, they'd be stupid. They'd be so stupid not to utilize Vincent D'Onofrio, you know. And it's like all the Netflix shows they're supposed to be part of the MCU. And and Charlie Cox was confirmed uh to to still be a part of the MCU. So that, oh yeah yeah yeah. So that makes me think that if they're confirming Charlie Cox, they gotta be using Vincent D'Onofrio. And literally in uh the tra- the the trailer for the next episode, they're saying like all all the, the be- all the there's so many surprises in store. So it's like I, I'm, I'm pretty, and, and one of the clips that they use is the the cheek pinch to to Maya when she was a little girl. So I guarantee you, it's got also also in case you didn't spot it, um, in in the intro to this episode three, um, Maya comes in on her motorcycle and parks it in front of the garage, the garage where the track where her father's gang of tracksuits was established, um. The repair shop is called Fat Boy Auto. If that's not a freaking uh, if if that's if that's not an indication, mm, I didn't yeah. even notice that. But yeah, it yeah, Echo's yeah. uncle canonically in the comics is Kingpin, right? Yes, yes. Okay, well, I mean, come on, Marvel, don't 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 boner us this time. Like, <laughs> don't, you can do that once, but you can't do it twice. Like, don't, <laughs> don't be leaving all these freaking uh East East Easter eggs and like not have a payoff because like I will be fucking pissed. And it's honestly wouldn't make sense not to at this point. Like you said, like they've already like announced that the, Charlie the, Cox is going to yeah, be in the universe. So yeah, the writing's on the wall. The writing yeah. is totally. But here's the thing. Here's the thing that I'm thinking though. Even if they do bring back Kingpin, I think they're gonna nerf him. I think they're going to like tone him down a lot because it's Disney, you know, freaking like I was surprised that they did as much as they did. Like, what do you mean nerf him? Like, they're going to make him a teddy bear. Like, I really think that, like, he's going to... Oh, you mean just not psychotic and... Yeah. I thought you meant, like, strength-wise. Because I'm like, he wasn't that strong in Daredevil. He was strong, but he wasn't, like... Like, he wasn't into the Spider-Verse strong, where he was, like, a freaking juggernaut-looking guy. (laughs) (laughs) No, honestly, I just think that they're going to, like... They're going to, like, water him down and, like, make him a little bit more, like... I I, I don't know. Like, he not... uh, Just tone down a lot more. A toned-down kingpin. I think that's what they're going to do with him, freaking going forward Mm. with, like, like any Disney Plus series or, like, whatever that he decides... Well, he's definitely never going to be the radar, like, fucking decapitating dudes with a car door. Like, he's not going to get that level again. That's king! That's king! Dude, that's king! I'm a man, baby! (laughs) Not not even that. Not even that. But the manipulation in Daredevil Season 3 that he was able to pull off, like, he's literally, like, he's somehow took over freaking like the uh the, the the cia or whatever homeland security whatever took over that whole entire department from a fucking prison cell and literally like got the fucking head 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 of the department to freaking shoot shoot a dude in the head point oh, yeah, he, was, he was 
He was peak peak kingpin in season oh three. He's got better over time in that show. But that um, was that was a scary fucking kingpin, man. Like I like literally, even all the shit that was going on, freaking like that he used to manipulate like Bullseye in that season. Like, yes. I I don't I don't think we're gonna see that kingpin in the show. No, they, just just in terms of the rating, they can't go that dark with like nah. blood and gore. But if nah. they still keep the intimidation factor, yeah, I'll take it. Like and just yeah. you know you, you can you can imply death and be brutal <laughs> yes. without actually being brutal. Yes. I don't know if they're gonna do that in, on Hawk guy especially because it's like being pitched as like a christmas show yeah it'd be murdering people in cold like visceral fashion <laughs> on a silent night deadly night featuring the kingpin yeah oh and, and speaking of uh christmas songs i like the sequence the in this where they're it's the car chase just yeah. a lot of the cinematography in this episode i really like so that 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 kind of like camera look where it, it, it felt like you're in the back seat of the car and yes. you're looking like over their shoulders as they're driving and you're, the camera's whipping around and looking behind the car and in front of the car. I, that was dope. And a lot of like the archery um, during the car chase. I, I liked all the banter with Kate uh, taking shots with all of his crazy trick arrows. and being like, <laughs> like that, There's more arrows dangerous than this? <laughs> like something like that was like <laughs> fucking hilarious. Oh my God. I was going to say one of the, one of the things that like, I, uh, their communication was like killing me though, because it's like I know they're like <laughs> or they, lack thereof. <laughs> yeah, literally, literally the, <laughs> la- the lack thereof of communication between between the two. It was bothering me like that whole episode. I was like, oh come on, man, you know, because it's like literally like Kate's just sitting there like trying to like pour her feelings out and like talk to Hawkeye, but he's literally like literally like when he could when he couldn't hear anything. It's like okay, that's one thing. But then they're sitting at the dinner table and friggin' it's like he's she's trying to like sit there and like you know like give him his praise and whatnot, but he's literally got his hearing aid out and doesn't, <laughs> didn't hear anything he was she was saying the entire time. And I was like, bro, what the fuck? What the fuck, bro? <laughs> I I what the fuck, bro? <laughs> what the fuck, bro? Yeah, I mean, first of all, they stole the show. The yes. the tracksuit mafia. Oh like we were God. talking about the Imagine Dragons. Uh, uh, the I got the, I got Arcane and, I got and take, Hawkeye. Yes, that's the common denominator between the two discussions of today is uh, Ima- Imagine Dragons. Again, they shouldn't they shouldn't be stealing the show, but they kind of are just because they're so like the Team Rocket. They're adorable villains. Like, yes, they are. <laughs> um, but back to the the. The, the car chase and the diner scene because it's like talking about the cinematography and the car chase the same thing I like the cinematography and that diner conversation because of how the frame again in filmmaking <laughs> how how it it felt intimate because it was that hard single on Hawkeye and, and uh, Kate and it flipped between both of them as they were talking so it felt like and everything else behind it was blurred so it felt like it was just them in the whole world having that conversation yes. it felt very intimate very personal and I like I love the characterization in that uh, scene with Hawkeye because you can you know it, it if there is a common like like I was saying before about the, the the focus not being on the villain plot as much right now like the the intrigue isn't there for me the intrigue is on Hawkeye and how he's dealt with the the aftermath of the Avengers and the MCU and all the stuff that we've seen him going through and the the law when he speaks to Kate about loss and things that you'll never get back we know what he's talking about yes that's what that's what hurts yes and it's just like Jeremy Renner in this episode. I think he got to act in more emotional ways that resonated with me way more in this episode than the last two. This scene and the scene, like I said before, with his son, like right through the heart. 
Absolutely. This felt definitely felt like a more uh, emotion, emotional episode. It just felt like the thing with me is, is like, you know, like, I don't know. I feel like the, the first step for me personally, the first two episodes were like a lot more exciting just because like the car chase was good. Like, don't get me wrong. The entire car car chase was good, you know, but then it's like literally it's like we, we get past the car chase and then literally it's like it like it's like the action just came to a grinding halt the rest of the episode. Mm. And like but granted, um, it was for the sake of more emotionally driven uh, character development for the rest of the episode yeah. up up until we get uh up up to the end but before we get to that i do want to say one thing that actually bothered me um <laughs> and i and i know that uh with comic book adaptations like the goal is to not make it like so freaking uh pre- predictable but um when they were just like getting getting out of uh the the, the KB Toys hideout, um, <clears throat> let me uh freaking so Kate so Kate Kate comes out and finds the seventy two Challenger parked right out parked right out front. Turns out um they actually used that car in a chase scene in the comic books. Clint, oh really? Yeah, Clint uh Clint and Kate find that car and actually use that car in a car chase scene. But Clint's like, "No, we're not fucking stealing a 72 Challenger in the show." And I'm like, "Really? Why wouldn't you fucking take that car?" And then it's and then it, but I felt like a like I, it, to me it characterized him without saying it explicitly like, "Oh, Clint's a car guy." I didn't yeah. realize that he was like a fan of like uh, antique cars. And then I like that moment at the like where he had to destroy it because it was they use it to chase them, and he's like, "Oh, the challenger got destroyed anyway." I know, I know. <laughs> like, and it's just like, oh, okay, I, I know a little bit more about Hawkeye now. <laughs> it's like that's what he's, th- and that's like literally what the audience is thinking. It's like, oh, and the car gets total, total, anyways. And I'm like, why didn't you just fucking use it? Like, oh my god. <laughs> I mean, like, true. If you want to protect it, theoretically, you don't want you to get killed, right? So you're, you're, you got a better chance of the car being safe with you <laughs> than with the guys you're trying to take out. <laughs> literally, literally. Oh my god! But it's like, no, and what was the that... other thing you said? There's something else annoyed you. Um, what was it? Shit. Um, nah, no, nah, honestly, I think the pacing was the only thing that bothered me. I mean, how'd you feel about um, just uh, the, I think the last thing I really had to discuss about that car chase was that um, awesome uh, pim particle cameo. Yeah, where yeah. Where he makes the was... giant arrow. That, that shot felt like a special was... attack at like so Marvel vs. Capcom or something. <laughs> That was so fucking dope, honestly, though, because it's like that that actually got me thinking that like maybe we'll get like, I don't know, Hank Pym or someone from uh, Ant-Man's crew uh, in the series at some point. But, yeah, I thought it was pretty cool that um, he had a fucking Pym tech arrow and literally like he made that. And it's like literally like made that whole arrow just like grow like that entire size. And I was like, holy shit, let my arrow grow. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> beat beat that beat that all over shit but oh my, my thing God. is he used more trick arrows just in this one sequence than i think he's using all of the mcu like he, has he, he done really this did. right i'm like he just shoots normal arrows for the most part like yeah maybe yeah. explody arrows yeah literally we oh have... and that that one time he used that uh decryptor arrow <laughs> uh remember in avengers where he shot the the helicarrier and it somehow like hacked the whole system i get forgot. a hack arrow I forgot about that one, honestly. Freaking, it's it's been so long, but um, there's there's too much, too much, too much MCU, too much. MCU. <laughs> my my brain is like overfried with you. Like you that. can't remember a ten year plus long ass television series. What's wrong with you? Um, <laughs> you can't remember the first episode, <laughs> bro. Leave me alone, bro. <laughs> um, let's circle back around to the beginning real quick because I want to talk about Echo and that um her how the episode started which is basically her origin story yes 
was it effective to you? Because it, it felt like I understood why. Because like my complaint wasn't in episode two. Who mm. the hell is this person? Like, yeah. if you're a comic book fan, oh, it's Echo. But if you if you're me and you're just watching the show, it's like you've never showed me this person, and now you're gonna end on a cliffhanger to this person. So of course the best thing to do would be to catch you up on who this character is and what motivations are in yeah. the very beginning of the next episode, which they do. Um, I'm, a, I'm honestly surprised that they uh, they did her intro, uh, her origin story, like right off the bat in this episode. Because yeah. normally, like when you're like establishing your villains, like they wouldn't do something like this until like later on. Yeah, 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 yeah. To explain like Echo's backstory. So like I was surprised that they did it um, so quickly, but I guess in a way like it was effective and like it got you to like be a little bit sympathetic of like why she, why she's doing uh, what she's doing and the fact that we now know that um, Ronan killed her killed her dad and like the old uh tracks tracksuit mafia friggin um but i actually uh i i got a theory that the i'm Ronin... like damn it clint stop killing minorities bro <laughs> <laughs> no honestly my theory my theory is is that the ronin who killed the the original tracksuits and maya's dad i don't think that's clint i don't think that's clint i think that you think someone else had the suit Yes, I believe that it was someone else. Oh, in that, that would be so. The Tear- only reason that would, for me, that would tear apart her entire backstory. The, the 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 one thing I like about her is that her motivation isn't a villain's motivation. It's a, it's typically a a hero's motivation of getting revenge on the person that killed your father. So if it's not Clint, that completely undoes the 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 through line for her character in this series for me because like it's it's the only thing tying her and clint together so if it's like oh it's it actually wasn't even you then it's like it kind of gets him off the hook too because I, I like the like with the conversation with kate where he's talking about you know he doesn't even feel like a hero because he's done terrible things this is the terrible like one of the terrible things he's talking about exemplified but here's the thing here's the thing that entire scene that entire scene where like maya's looking into the window and the entire like scene where it's like it's going from like room to room and ronin is killing like all the tracksuits you don't actually see his face he's hiding his face the entire time which makes because it's like if it was supposed to be jeremy we would have at least seen jeremy's eyes you think i i I, honestly yes i I I, hear yeah okay i I hear what you're saying Mm -hmm. but i guess I, i just disagree because it could that could be the case. You could be absolutely right. But for for me, if it were me doing it, I would purposely not show his face because what you're seeing in that 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 flashback is Echo's perspective. She didn't see his face. She doesn't need to see his face. What she sees is Ronin, which is what she she doesn't have hate for Hawkeye. She has hate for Ronin. So and, and even in this, she she thinks at first that Kate is Ronin. And she's like, you see how like unhinged she gets. Yeah. She's like, oh, you you did it, you killed my daddy. <laughs> Literally so chokes, like, chokes the shit out of Haley Steinfeld, man. Freaking when I saw that, I'm like, oh my god, no, no, let her yeah. go, let her go, please, don't so hurt it's her. It's more of like uh, just a shadow of vengeance, as poetic, stupidly poetic as that sounds, but rather than like a a physical person. I'm sorry. You know I mean? Here's another. Here's another indicator. Um, e- Echo's unhinged, like freaking, like ferocity. I wonder who she gets that from. Hmm, Uncle Kingpin. Uh, oh, <laughs> man, baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, hmm, I wonder where she learned, where she got that from. That it, it makes sense. The writer, the writer's on the freaking wall. Um, but yeah. 
Um, Vanessa. <laughs> I yeah. She goes back. <laughs> I, 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 but yeah, honestly, I feel like there's a lot of misdirection going on. And um, at first, I thought Jack was going to be a red herring, but now I'm starting to think that Jack. Wait, is... wait, Jack. You yeah. mean Mustachio stepdad? Yes, Mustachio stepdad. Okay, I, all right. <laughs> yeah, I, bl- I think he's a sleeper. I think he's a sleeper, bro. A sleeper agent? Yes. Like, have they he... established that at all in the show? So. Jack in the comics is supposed to be a character called the Swordsman. You know, get okay. what I mean? And here, here's my theory. Here's my theory. Because by the end of the episode, um, yeah. Kate and Clint are back at uh, Kate's mom's Kate's mom's mansion, and he's going through the rooms. And at the very end of the episode, uh, the Ronin's blade is held up to Clint's throat, and the person that's holding the blade is Jack. Yeah, and Jack is holding it like a pro. Now, here's something that I didn't notice before. Well, they established he's definitely a pro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Jack actually. Here's the thing. Here's the biggest indicator. Jack knows how to use that sword. Jack knows that the sword is retractable in the first episode when he first grabs it. All oh, right, right. And he and he's like hella determined to actually like get the sword and the freaking um and the outfit. So what does that say? Like, like, granted, Jack is like a collector of swords, but like he's also supposed to be the swordsman, and clearly he's holding back with a oh hi cat yeah <laughs> cat just on my shoulder <laughs> but uh, clearly he's holding back against Kate um in that in that uh second ep- in that second episode so my theory is it's like I think Jack might actually I think he might have actually been the Ronin before Clint was the Ronin. Really? You think that's where they're going with that? I think that's where they're going with it. And I think that Jack is actually the one who killed uh, Maya's father and the original uh, tracksuit gang. So I think that I think that Clint had a mentor before he became the Ronin. And I think that mentor is possibly Jack, which is why, like, Jack, well, uh, Clint hasn't really talked about anything, you know, um, before the events of Endgame when he was the Ronin. And, no, and he never talked. We never, like established how he even got that he got the suit the sword and all that stuff so clearly mm. you know so there's a lot of like gray area that is like untreaded water that hasn't been discovered yet so i honestly think that jack's big payoff is that he's actually going to turn out to be be uh the original ronin before freaking clint was a ronin that's that's what's going on in my head canon right now mm, so you think even the mcu hawkeye he didn't just make up ronin out of nowhere he adopted that mantle for someone else yes huh that's interesting yeah, I hope that's not how it goes. <laughs> I, I I still hope that Jack is uh, red herring and he's mm. just a hundred percent. Even though all signs point to him and like, oh yeah, clearly he seems real sus and oh man, he he, he has so much to gain. But like, there's still nothing that a hundred percent indicates that he's guilty of anything. I just hope that they're doing it as a red herring to be like, yeah, of course you as a teenager or not a teenager or whatever, a young adult you. You think your stepdad is the villain, but no, he's just the guy. And maybe he's a jerk, but he's not a he's not a monster. He's he didn't actually kill his own father, and like it will that would be a good twist. Because right now, what's the twist in the show? There is no twist, right? Like really, there's not. Like uh, the reveal of Kingpin is not a twist. So in this, I feel like that would be a good like. Because right now it's almost like a who done it? Like who who's the true villain? So I, I, I'm like, he seems like the least likely suspect to me. I'm hoping that that's the case. That they're, they're they're playing with the audience expectations a little bit. Here's here's the prediction that I have. I think okay. that if they do decide to make Jack, uh, like like go have him be like a full time villain, um, yeah. and actually have him be the original Ronin, uh, before Clint, I feel like they'll have him 
wear the Ronin suit with the sword, and then Clint's gonna have a one-on-one battle with Jack in the Ronin suit, and it's gonna be like a, uh, it's gonna it's gonna be kind of like thematic that way. It's like Hawkeye is fighting like an old version of himself. Yes, yes. Yeah, I can actually see that happening, but not with Jack having been the previous Ronin before Hawkeye. Just for like thematically, somebody puts on that suit to fight Hawkeye at the end, just for that, you know, just for that that metaphor. So maybe. Um, yeah. we'll see there's only three episodes left and that's also a fear I have because uh, I felt like Loki needed more than six episodes mm-hmm. and a lot of times the pacing of these MCU shows gets wonky as it gets as they go along Yeah. so I'm hoping that these three like, there's only three episodes left and we only need three episodes to wrap up the story in a satisfying way mm-hmm. we'll see literally at the halfway point so mm-hmm. fingers crossed <laughs> yeah totally. Uh, anything else you want to discuss before we move on? Pizza, uh, happy, know, happy. I mean, lucky the pizza dog. He being adorable. Anything? <laughs> uh, you know what? Two things. Uh, two two things from the trailer. Um, one one clip. One clip. Oh, for, for the, the next episode. Yes, yes, yes. One okay. clip. With the, one clip that we got. There was like a. Uh, there was an agent wearing a ski mask and some like glowing green goggles. I got a feeling that uh, that might actually be uh, Yelena. Uh, popping finally up. yeah 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 <laughs> pop i think so i think yelena will be making an appearance in the next episode <clears throat> and then second thing um did you uh there was some blue electricity going on in one of the scenes um and the first thing that people were thinking that might actually have been was like electro but i think that's too uh no way no way no no that's what i said too i was like <laughs> no the, logistically it, no they're not going to do electro now the second thing that i didn't notice i actually had to do some digging turns out um that blue electricity the only other time we ever saw something like that in the mcu was actually from uh black widows uh widows bike gauntlets because she oh. had, yeah 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 she had those blue electrical surges come out of her gauntlets and it actually turns out that oh yeah, that would be so yeah. emotional wait yeah, where are you going yeah. are we going in the same hear, direction here hear me where, out if hear okay, me out here yeah, i'll watch you go. Yeah. Go, go so it is confirmed that clint still held on to those gauntlets after endgame and he was able to bring those back um but it's theorized that those gauntlets were still inside the inventor's compound when it got blown up so i think at some point um either either Clint well, they're, ta- they're 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 black widow gear right so all the black yes. widows had them including the yelena yeah 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 that's true so yelena might might be coming back and she might be using using those but i had a, I, I had a th- i had a theory i had a prediction okay that if clint still had natasha's gauntlets I, f- I i have a strange suspicion that maybe if he still had them he would give them to kate when she like when she when, when she earned it you know, oh, yeah. like these were gnats. It could, yeah. it could definitely go that way. See, I was yeah. going a different direction. I was well, thinking that because I, I have seen an image, and thank you for bringing it up because I forgot about it. I didn't see the clip, but I did see the image of her, the, the possibility of her being in that suit. She yeah. looks very Splinter Cell or something. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I was thinking that because of she's she's Nat's sister, she's a Black Widow just like Nat. <clears throat> Because they have those tasers as their default weapons anyway, because they're Black Widows. If a person that fights like Black Widow shows up, wearing a mask and using tasers in in a fighting style like Nat's, how will Hawkeye react to that? Mm. Will he think that it's Nat? Will he be like, will there's just something there that is like, whatever the outcome is, when he sees someone who fights like Nat, moves like Nat, but is wearing a mask. Is it gonna fuck with him a little bit? You know what PTSD. I mean? PTSD. Like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And we've already established several times in the series that he definitely has PTSD from Black Widow. So if 
a black widow shows up how's he gonna react that's how i am like oh i want to see that i want to see <laughs> like who are you <laughs> it's probably gonna be i guarantee you it's gonna be like all the above everything we're talking about right now mm. I, I, yeah 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 most definitely i'm very excited for yeah uh, so these last three episodes could be fucking amazing so this, this even though the series you know i i think i've probably given more than passable to all the episodes so far ish if it ends strong, it could still end up being a Perfect Vision series. Like, especially yeah. we got Kingpin coming in, we got Yelena, we got uh, potentially more Hawkeye and Kate Bishop goodness. Like, yeah. who knows? Uh, on that note, though, uh, let's get out of Hawkeye discussion. Let's get into Arcane. We've all had bad days. But we learn. We stick together. When I was a kid, some guy took my favorite toy and threw it up there, hoping maybe the wind or a bird might knock it down. I'm not to let you in on a very important secret. Power comes to those who will do anything to achieve it. One day, this city's gonna respect us. It's time to let the monster out. Welcome to Beautiful Diz Show. <laughs> this is the Blur Vision with Beautiful Diz. Hello. <laughs> and we are here to talk about Arcane. Arcane. League of Legends. Yep. The hit Netflix series that's kind of taken the world by storm the last couple of weeks. Uh, I didn't get your opinion on the podcast. Uh, I did a review with Jeff mm-hmm. of the first six episodes. I want to talk to you about the last three, and really the whole series, because I haven't talked to you on the podcast at all about your thoughts about the series. And because of the the female focus in parts of it, mm-hmm. it's got a strong female lead. Right, I want to hear does. your opinion, because I am notoriously hard on strong female characters on the podcast, <laughs> even though, in this case, I've been very uh, complimentary of how they've handled uh, Vi and the other female characters on this show. And I didn't hear the whole podcast last week. I listened to some of it, but I, I missed uh, parts of it. So I, I actually don't know your opinion okay. on it quite yet. <laughs> okay. Um, do you want to hear my opinion first before we get into your thoughts? Uh, either way. I don't know. What's more? What's What do you think is better? Either way. Okay. Right. <laughs> You're so agreeable. It's, okay. it's the Blurred Vision show, even with the beautiful Yeah, even with the big beautiful <laughs> Of it, even with the giant highlighted neon sign, people just behind me somehow to the Blue Vision show. Okay, yes. <laughs> this is how relationships work, people. If you're not, if you're not aware, what's hers is mine. With mine is hers. Even with a giant neon sign. Even the name. Yeah. <laughs> um, I thought about putting your logo right here. Just put a little spot under, <laughs> under a little subtitle. Well, I mean, we could put the, the Blue Vision logo days. right here. Yeah, like, Blue Vision right there. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the long and short of it is, I, I, the first six episodes anyway, I. I've had my complaints. Oh, you have I, complaints. Okay. I have, I have complaints. Uh-huh. Uh, it started slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it didn't really kick into the third episode. Before that, even though there was a lot of character building and world building with uh, that I, I, I totally appreciate with hindsight, especially now that I've finished the series. Right. Um, but at the time, the first within the first six episodes, you know, I had to just call it how I see it. And it felt like it took a long time for the action and the plot to kick in. By virtue, I think the characters were younger. They... There's a time skip later in the series, so we mm-hmm. kind of like learn about their childhood at first. Um, 
And that would that would have been a complaint if the show never picked up. But after this third episode, uh, I found it really found its legs when it came to uh, the plot and learning more about the characters and Vi being a very interesting character and her duality with um, uh, Jinx and or Powder. Powder, yeah. <laughs> Powder, a.k.a. Jinx. <laughs> um, and just in general, like the, 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 the shades of gray the show kind of uh, paints. There's no... Other than just being beautiful, like the, it looks like a freaking painting. How mm-hmm. beautiful the, uh, the cinematography and the artwork, the, the animation, that, yeah. yeah, just down. We were talking about it's kind of like the Spider Verse for me. Same I think type it, of it's feel. better. Than, yeah, the same type of feel, but mm-hmm. I even think it's better than the Spider Verse. Three D animation with uh, the hint of uh, classic drawing animation on top of it. Yeah, like almost like a cell shaded kind of look. Yes, three D um, characters with like drawings old school animation over on top of it. Yeah, I think it's the best happy medium between 2D animation. Like that style is is better, like the best medium between 2D animation and 3D animation. Plus, just with the nuances and the body, the body, Mm -hmm. the body capture that they use. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The The characters feel like they have more weight to them. They feel real. Mm -hmm. And we both watched it together. So there were times where we both were like, yeah. Forget it's an animation. Forget it's an animation. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Um, So in terms of how it looks, beautiful and in terms of the characterizations it, the way they paint uh no character it, what, what good or bad black or white there is right. no, it's very game of thrones that way right where even the villain of this series the, the person that you are you know it looks like the villain is really just the antagonist right. there's a difference between that and someone who's truly villainous right like the, the good guys have bad traits the good guys have the bad guys have good traits mm-hmm. um and they never take the easy way out in the characterizations, like the, the everybody's plot realistic. It it's more of a realistic approach to certain things. Is not everyone's a hundred percent evil. Yeah, not everybody's a hundred percent good. So it, it gave a good balance to. Cause you didn't, you didn't really hate anybody. No, or um, you and understood you, their actions for what they, you know, the reason why they were doing what they were doing from their peripheral. So it it made it more relatable in that sense too. Yeah. So the first three episodes might have been slow, but by time you get to the third episode, it it picks up with a bang. No Three. pun intended. <laughs> so I fell asleep. I wasn't asleep. Was it was enough a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Episode two. Yeah. Episode one, I was ready to kind of tap out entirely. I was like, I'm not interested in this. I don't really know what's happening. <laughs> and then when it went to the second storyline, I was like, I don't know what this is about. I don't think. But episode three, that's when I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love this how is... the, the whole series plays with duality from, you know, Jinx, the main two characters, Vi mm-hmm. and Jinx. Like literally opposing colors, blue and red. Right. But then you have the duality of um, the the main antagonist and their mentor father figure. You've got the duality between the uh, the slums and the I don't, I don't remember what they're called the high grounds, the high yeah. whatever it's called the the elite and the poor. You know, it's it's all of this like everything's in pairs. And I think the juxtaposition of those things highlights both. Right. In every pairing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, is it spoiler-free review? This or are we uh, I think we're still in spoiler-free right now. You're still in spoiler-free. Yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. I, mean, I've, I've been, I didn't know if you were part in first I've been part trying of spoiler-free. To, to and be vague, this, yeah. Yeah, I noticed. That's yeah. why I was like, okay, well, I don't want to go into detail. but <laughs> Yeah. Um, and we used to write the spoilers when you give your thoughts. But okay. but yeah, so for me, the first three episodes were slow, but it picked up very quickly after that. And then I was reserving my, my full thoughts for the last three episodes. Right. And now that I've seen the last three, I can safely say that even though it ended not in the way I expected, I... I, I loved how it ended. I, I liked how it ended a lot, mm-hmm. but it's not... I, 
I told you before, I thought it was going to be like a one-season thing, like a one-shot. Right. Um, it doesn't end that way. It definitely ends like... League of Legends ended. is huge, so I'm yeah, sure they have sprawling a crazy storyline. Yeah. So I, I wasn't familiar on. with the game, really, until I watched the series. So right. going from watching the series to looking at the game. I re-downloaded like, the game <laughs> to redo it again, because I've only played it maybe once or twice in the past. Yeah. And then when I saw what kind of game, I was like, ah, this is, this is a, it's a lot of hype. Yeah. I don't know if I could play this all the time, but it's, it's a cool game. Of all of the the game franchises to break the video game movie curse or video game adaptation curse. Right. This. This. Like I would not but, have gone I mean, like obviously League of Legends. Very, I guess there's I mean, they have so, so many more. they have so many um I forgot what champions mm. that it's crazy. I don't I, I don't know if they Which chose are the protagonists in this. Right. Yeah. All of those are, are champions, each character. So yeah. I wonder the viewpoint of a person who's actually played the game because they know certain things that we don't know as the viewers mm. watching it from the first time. Versus us, I mean, it's, it has its pros and its cons. Like they know who's safe, yeah. Who who's gonna make it alive and who's yeah. not gonna make it alive, and how are characters gonna change over time? Because that's not right. what I, I, that going in. I did not know what kind of relationship Vi and Jinx were gonna have. Right, right. But um, if you played the game and you have an idea of who that you totally know, yeah, what kind of character she was and how it you know how it ended up that way. Yeah, gameplay looks real simple, simplistic, but definitely they they must have rich lore because even within that first season. They do so much world building with the lore and it's all very subtle. And it's mm-hmm. all very like it's it's in front of you, but it's behind the scenes as well. Right. And it's like a lot of it's visual even and just like in character size, it'll kind of like just drop hints to the world and the like the history of the world here and there. It's really well done. So by the end, I, I loved it. Like this uh, rating system from, you know what the rating system is? Uh, from blurry vision to perfect vision. From blurred vision to perfect vision. No, because that would imply that my name is the lowest score no. in our system. You know, from trash so, to no, perfect. So, wait, so what is what is the... I'm sorry, so one to five. Five being the top, and it's perfect vision. Uh-huh. Bottom being poor vision. Poor vision. Like bad bad okay. eyesight. Yes. Okay, okay, poor yes. vision. And it's poor vision, less than passable, passable's in the middle, more than passable, and perfect vision. Okay. Yes. So I would... I. By the end, would I give it the perfect? And perfect that doesn't necessarily mean me like, a, you know, 10 out of 10. It could be 9 out of 10. Oh, okay. It, yeah, it okay, depends so on that, how you I, feel about it. It's more about a personal feeling. Right. That's why I don't like, I don't like numbers. Mm-hmm. So you hit me with 3.75 before. Well, that's the reason why. I'm very like, offended by Because when you say perfect, the system. you, you got to have nothing wrong. And I did have some things wrong. Not really wrong, but yeah. like just the slowness of the, which I get now. Yeah. That I've seen that you have to get those, you know, relationships established, yeah. blah, 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 blah. You know, I was annoyed by, by powder. Most of the time, but yeah. now I see why I'm annoyed by powder. And I think the annoyance so, in this case was part of the narrative. Yes, they did it, it was. on purpose. But that was what was irritating me yes. watching in the beginning. I'm like, yeah. oh, this spoiled little brat girl. Yeah. Oh, why don't she just listen? And it's like, oh, mm-hmm. okay. Well, now I now I get why. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. So it's so yeah, yeah. It's more about how you personally feel about it because I, I don't think any movie's perfect. Like okay. if you really be objective, nothing's perfect. Okay. So it's more about how you personally feel about something. It's a, it's a feeling, not a number. <laughs> <laughs> so for this. You know what? As I've described it, mm-hmm. I, this has got to be perfect vision. Just because this is one of the few things out there that has broken the video game curse. <laughs> and it's done it with a a game that I'm just like, wow. That of all the things to break the curse. This was like a mobile game looking thing? A strategy right. RPG kind of thing? I mean, it's not or? a bad game. You got to try it. We can play it. Mm-hmm. We should play it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to see us play it? You see those Stream who are it, watching. It, yeah. yeah, we can play it on, on Twitch. All right, so how did, how did you feel about it? I'm gonna give it a perfect vision. Oh, oh, I liked it. Mikey likes it. She didn't like anything. <laughs> I liked it. Okay. Yeah, I did. I, I thought it was great. Um, 
I mean, when we get to the spoiler part, I'll talk more. I mean, you can just take it for how you ever want to go about it. Well, the relationship dynamic between the two sisters, I, I, I was really interested in it, you know, and, and to see how they were brought up and how they're brought up in, in, you know, raised by, uh, what is his name? Vander? Yeah, Vander. Raised by Vander. Vander gave attention more to, to Vi Mm -hmm. than he did to Jinx, to Powder. To Powder, yeah. And it was more like she needed that guidance a little bit. Um, and she was being more raised, I want to say, by Vi almost. Vi yeah. was the protector looking out for them. And Vi had the role of being this person that just- Big sister. Big leader. sister yeah. and taking care of everything. Yeah. So he taught her those type of lessons and how to control her temper. Um, and he, I guess because he saw a lot of himself maybe in Vi. Mm-hmm. Um, so he instilled all that in her. But meanwhile, you have this other character who got no guidance, Yeah. Um, who, who wanted to- get that attention that her big sister was getting and she wanted to be helpful. So it was just really interested how they did it and how you saw her change. It wasn't like a Games of Thrones where you just saw Daenerys uh, go from this, you know, innocent person as being victimized into just murdering people yeah. <laughs> 2.5 seconds later and didn't really give you that. The bells. <laughs> yeah, just the bells made her go crazy. Yeah. You saw from, she had a traumatic start, you know, yeah. you saw her parents or whatever else. The hints then, of her mental breakdown were even in that first yes, opening scene. They were. She yeah. was seeing sketches of people's faces. Mm-hmm. And at one point you saw her, uh, That the worst part was when she was tinkering with the, the bomb and um, started spazzing out when her sister told her to stay. Mm-hmm. She's like, stay, you know, I don't want to lose you. And her sister yeah. did the right thing. You would stay. see she has separation anxiety. She from had reaction. problems. Yeah. Like she was... She's gone. Yeah. Gone. But, you know, it, it, it's expected. And then also now when you compare, you can put that with uh, Silco, yeah. a character like that who's already feeling Scar. that kind of, yeah, who's already feeling <laughs> like his brother um, had did I mean, doesn't dirty. Vander have Mufasa vibes? Like, yeah. It's definitely Mufasa Absolutely. Scar, yeah. Yeah, it definitely was. But- Brother! <laughs> him giving her that guidance and yeah. being that father figure that she really didn't have um, took her to the whole extreme- of a whole nother direction. Mm-hmm. And um, no, I just, it's I enjoyed how they like, played yeah, it. Like even when trauma happens in your life, yeah. like the, the outside factors, like your friends, your external like support system mm-hmm. can push you one way or the other. Right. Because if she had, if, if things had gone differently and maybe if everything still happened the way it did in episode three and everybody died and it was traumatic as hell. Mm-hmm. But if Vi had stayed in your life and not, and not had that reaction she had, you know, a very understandable reaction. Yeah, totally, totally understandable. Totally understandable. And, and great writing because we, even though at first I felt bad for Powder, you right. might have been annoyed by her more. Yeah. But I, I felt bad because she's a, she's a, she's a fuck up. Yeah, <laughs> she messes she was. up. Yeah. She was. So after after a while, you start getting like, oh, this girl's going to, she's going to, on the zero hour, when the chips are down, she's going to pull through and everybody's going to see her value. And when they set up in that way where you think, oh, this is the moment. She's this gonna is what's going to happen. Yeah. Nope. She's, she's kissing your little toy. <laughs> she puts it down like, oh, please make this work. And it's like, and then they do that great moment where they literally show you how every character was going to make it out. Yep. Like if, if she didn't get involved, they would have been safe. Everybody was doing fine without yeah. her. And it just made it. And it shows, you know, because she was she felt useless. That was yeah. the whole thing. She wanted to prove herself to her family and be there for her friends. And and even though she had skills, she didn't recognize her skills. Mm-hmm. You know, she and that's another thing about the this, this show that I liked. Um, everyone had character development. Yeah. And it made sense. Yeah. You know, so every character that started out, you saw their, how how they were young and what they developed into and their reasoning to why. And it it all made sense to me. It was no mm-hmm. one that didn't have, you know, some kind of situation. Where I'm like, well, how did that joke go from that to that? No, everybody yeah. everybody made sense. And but they I, gave enough time for each character, too. 
Yeah. And I love that because, like, the road to hell is paved with good, good intentions. So, right. you know, she was trying her best and you feel bad <laughs> for her. Like, oh, she's going to make it. But when that explosion happens, everything goes awry. If Vi had stayed in her life, mm-hmm. maybe she didn't go into the full jinx spiral that Silco kind of let her down. Right. And she was even kind of aware of his manipulations. She, like, yeah, by the was. end, when she's giving those speeches to Vi, very, very death in the family. They ripped that right out of Joker <laughs> as, as a page <laughs> out did. of Joker and Batman. Like, she's literally like, appearing like a like like a ninja behind everybody by the end, like, ah, oh, demon, <laughs> with the glowy <laughs> eyes. Um, yeah, when you get to that ending, she's even intimating that she knew exactly what Silco was doing. She knew Silco was kind of leading her by the nose, like into his world. And But did you see the change, even the art style for, for that particular scene? Yeah. The change in her face from when she was holding up her hands and she looked so innocent. And um, I don't know if you, you, you caught that part because I know you, we were talking during that scene. Uh, we were watching it earlier. Um, there's a scene where she puts her hand up when um, uh, Catherine has the gun to her. Is it Catherine or Caitlin? That was Caitlin. Either way, okay. I thought it was kind of <laughs> Whatever. Her name's she not important. <laughs> so. She puts her hands up and she does this like this sad, innocent girl look. And then it turns into a devious, demonic look. And then she does this. this I was just thinking of the animation. How good mm-hmm. they did Yo, the animation. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. And, and how, you know. They, they it, did that a lot to great effect. Even yeah. during the fight between, was it Echo? Yes, I, the, I love the that The black kid scene. with the marshmallow hair that became mm-hmm. dope looking. <laughs> he, he twisted his hair and was like, now nah, I got swag. <laughs> um. Yeah, that awesome, like, and so we didn't really talk about the fight scenes at all yet, but the, the right. how stylistic it is, like the aesthetic, like the, it's like almost like a music video style editing. Yes. Like it, and I think that's what I know of League of Legends is their dope trailers, mm-hmm. the dope game trailers, that kind of like little character uh, vignettes. Mm-hmm. Those kind of have the same aesthetic style and music video quality to them. So I think pulling that aesthetic quality, or aesthetic style into fight scenes is dope. So that battle between Echo and Jinx mm-hmm. was great at doing those very Naruto Sasuke battle. Um, I loved how cuts did between that. the childhood mm-hmm. them them playing fighting all innocent their kids. Yeah, <laughs> but it's it's intercutting between them fighting in real life and present day, mm-hmm. and it's like you know from like you see like her innocent face and they're like oh I got you to like I'm trying to kill you. Like, <laughs> but like, it got me excited. Even the startup on it when the music dropped and he was uh, oh yeah the, the watch and he was yeah he was swinging the watch and I was just like oh this is gonna be interesting. I actually set up. Yeah. <laughs> to watch this fight scene but it had, it had a lot of great fight scenes yeah. um i think that was probably one of my favorite ones i probably would label that i think that probably one. was my favorite one yeah but i liked when um val had our fight scenes with uh the i forgot robot um, arm girl single, yeah uh, i forgot her name too yeah her character because i, I like how their, their fight <laughs> style is very similar they're both very rough girls yeah um oh my god that last fight between her like between those two characters and then the the Vander flashback mm-hmm. that mo- it's just again it's just Zack Snyder esque with the way like you can take a snapshot of a of a scene and it's like a beautiful painting right. when she rises up with him in the background it's like a ghost image of him yeah and she rises up and turns around kind of like assumes his fighting position like just moments like that like oh that's, well, that's the reason why I was like resonates. I felt like this had no business being this good <laughs> no no especially when you look at the game it's like oh I can't wait to play this is what it looks like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was like me with Final Fantasy when I got all excited and I was like, oh no. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is not visually how I expected it at all. That's why it's perfect vision. If you can take something like that and turn it into something like this, some kind of masterpiece of storytelling. There's so many things with the... Because I don't believe in the the game, they actually revealed that they were sisters. Mm. Those two characters weren't... um, I think people had a a hint if i remember correctly Mm. during that time and they had posted something saying national sibling day and they took it down 
Okay. But they hadn't confirmed that they were sisters. Oh. So that, that's why I said it had to be two different feelings watching it as someone who played the game. Interesting. And then seeing that these two characters and realizing, you know, that they mm. they are something they, they confirmed it. And then there's other stuff that we don't know that I, I don't want to spoil mm. uh, for people who are watching. Um, but... Yeah, there's some other things that come down the road. I mean, given how it ends what I've seen about on the game. just a straight up, like the reason why I was saying before that it didn't end the way I thought it was going to end. Like mm-hmm. I, I thought it was going to be like a one-off kind of thing. Right. And maybe like the next season it would pick up with a different set of characters, something like that. Because like you said, the world's characters. so big. Like, like there are things I've seen in the game trailers are like, this looks like a completely different right. side like of the different world. Right, like different genres and everything. Yeah. Like I've seen pirate people. Exactly, and... magical like shaman people. Right. So I'm like, this is not even this side of the world. Well, it is like a Games of Thrones map. They have yeah. like a world. So maybe it is going to start sprawling out. Yeah. Especially I how like... it ended, given like the, the cliffhanger where like it, it it literally did. Is that a Game of Thrones move? It's really more of a Walking <laughs> Dead slash um even season five of Arrow. Mm-hmm. Wow, deep. Deep cuts. <laughs> Season five hour did the same thing where it was like an explosion goes off and it's like who lives, who dies, to right. next time. A great way to make people like four people come back, but because of it, it completely lacked closure. There was like it was, it was completely open ended. There was no closure at all. It's like you have to come back for season two. There's no like if ands or buts. <laughs> so that's what. But I mean except by... for people, like I said, people who play the game because you know yeah. the characters already, so you know who survives. Yeah. Because they're not finished with their arc. <laughs> or maybe the explosion changes some characters. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to know. But I think they're going to keep the same base characters, probably maybe kill off a few, and then introduce mm-hmm. some other ones that we don't know. Maybe that come down. Maybe they travel to some different cities. I'm interested to see how they're going to do it. Um, I want to talk about some of the characters and uh, how you felt about them. Uh, on the podcast recently, since He-Man, or I'm sorry, Masters of the Universe Revelation came out. I made that distinction because there's not a lot of He-Man in that show. <laughs> um, I had a lot of complaints about... Shawama! Shawama! Yeah, so you know. This is why we're together. <laughs> um, and the characterization of someone like Tila, someone who... A trope I'm finding in a lot of um, female empowerment-focused narratives is the female characters don't have flaws. Mm-hmm. They never make mistakes. They don't have moments of weakness. Because for whatever reason, writers think that to make a strong female, they have to be perfect and they have to be strong without any drawbacks. So Tila was very annoying. The, the, the complaints that you had about uh, Powder, for example. Right. I think a, a great comparison of how Arcane did the strong female character right, whereas something like Master's Universe did it wrong. The annoying aspects of her personality, mm-hmm. the things that you bumped against in those first three episodes are like, oh, I don't like her for these reasons. Mm-hmm. A good writer makes those qualities on purpose. Right. Yes. I mean, and it made sense to why she turned the way she did. She was she was psychotic. Yes. And even someone like yeah. Vi, a strong character. Who I love. Yes, I love Vi too. Yeah. Will make mistakes mm-hmm. and she'll learn a lesson and she'll become stronger for those lessons moving forward. Right. She fucked up a lot in that first episode by even having them on that mission. Right. Um, she had to reassure herself multiple times before the third episode happened of like, you guys know I was doing this for like, I wouldn't take on a mission. I don't think you could oh, handle it, She was headstrong. Right? So. She was headstrong, but yeah. even Vander was like, yo, you gotta chill. Like, you gotta look up for more than just yourself. Like, I, I get you think you can handle it, but the world's a lot more dangerous than you think. Like, you, you're, her, her character flaw was she wanted vengeance right. and she hated the world and the society that, that killed her parents. And, she didn't understand that, that by bucking against the system, there could be consequences for those actions. And that's what I liked about the show too, because they they paired people with each other, yeah. and you saw how they um 
they paired with each other. Like uh, I forgot the even Vander and Vi. Yeah, Vander and Vander was just later in her 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 timeline. Of like I've lived that life. Yes, and it got me where you met me at the first episode. Like it ruined everything. People died. People that I I love died in that battle. Right. We don't need a lot of details about it, but clearly, like that changed him. Be like, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't. I don't want to risk the lives of my fellow man and my fellow. Right. You know, but you saw how they person. their actions change according to who they were paired with, yeah. which made sense too because Vander and Vi, perfect example. He's teaching her not to follow in my footsteps mm-hmm. and to be a leader and to pe- protect your family, and this is more important yep. than vengeance. So that's how she was with him. But when you put her with um, Caitlin, Caitlin, she softened up. Yeah. She she was li- she listened a little bit better. But um, I'm trying to think of the guy's name, the the inventor. Of, ah. Um, I also don't remember his pretty name. Pretty boy with yeah, the, pretty boy the with hammer. The hammer. Yes. <laughs> the two of them, both headstrong people. What happened? Two seconds with them being with each other. They, yeah, they let's go work some shit. Yeah. <laughs> and destroy things and killing kids. And, and he immediately regretted it. <laughs> yeah, he immediately regretted it. But yeah. you saw when you put the two characters together, the Even, reactions uh, of how Madara they- Madara and her mother. Right. That, like, another duality. Mm-hmm. Like She's more of the peacekeeper. I want to find a, I want to go around. Her mother wants to go through. Mm-hmm. And just being around her daughter who's softer- she expressed that it makes her soft. Right. Like, again, it's, it's everybody's on two different So like, I thought it was such good writing because it's, it's, it made sense. Yeah. So for Vi, I liked her character a lot in the beginning because she made mistakes. She had character flaws. Mm-hmm. And the narrative punished her for those things. Right. That's how a good character learns, evolves, to change, and becomes strong. But the problem with a lot of female empowerment things I've noticed is that someone like Captain Marvel, someone like Rey, mm-hmm. someone like uh, the, the chick from Dark Fate, like we can all day. We can, we can listen to like uh, Tila, like in, in Masters of the Universe. They make mistakes, but it's almost like the story coddles them. And it's like, no, no, no. Even though clearly you're being selfish right now. Mm-hmm. No, actually, by the end of this, we're going to make it so you were right the whole time. Like the story will warp around what they are doing to be like, no, they're, they're it's, it's almost like they're wagging the finger at you to be like, no, she has no flaws. Her only flaw is that she doesn't think that she's perfect enough. Right. That's a very Captain Marvel thing. Um, so I wanted to know what you thought about Vi as a character and even what she represents in terms of like, it, it, there's a lot of debate online if she's, uh, a icon of the LGBTQ community mm-hmm. and how they, you know, are, uh, kind of exemplified that. Like, how did you feel about it? I, honestly, I loved all the female characters, even, mm-hmm. even psychotic, uh, about <laughs> her. Yeah. Um, Vi was a very strong character. She was headstrong. It made sense. Um, from her upbringing, yeah. um, being told that she is the caretaker. Um, she had a lot of responsibility on her, her shoulders. She had a lot of anger. Yeah. Um, and she initially was a, a, a good character. She's a good person. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, it just seemed believable. It seemed most of the, 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 the fights, the, no, she was, she was great overall. I think she was probably one of my favorites. Um, yeah. Even, even her, like, she's not Felicity from Arrow. Where no. it's like, how is she able to keep up with all these it, people? Like, it no, made sense she was she's in prison. prison. <laughs> we see her hitting the wall. It's like, oh, right. she can wreck and Even her shit. fighting style. Yeah. Like, she... It's like, yo. Yeah, the way she was giving hands to the chick with the robot arm. Even before she got the robot hands. And I love the love story that they did without implying the love story. Like, in your face as much. You since you picked up that they had feelings for each other from little initial things that they were doing. Yeah. Um. First, you question it. I think what the first thing we kind of got was uh, she said uh, boys a girl. Uh, yeah, what do you prefer, boys what do you prefer, girl? Yeah, when girl she said boys. that, and I was like, yeah. okay, well maybe 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 they're both bi, or maybe she's bi, or maybe yeah. you know. So when it came time for the um, 
What when did they what was the next thing that happened? Oh, um when she when um Echo had caught them. Yeah. Um and, and she was pleading with her to take me instead of taking Vi. Yeah. She realized she's like pledging lesions to her. Like she she cares about her. She cares about her well being mm-hmm. and she was willing to give herself up yeah. in that scenario because it was her that got her in that predicament. Yeah. So I think they had I I, I want to say they they should have had maybe a little bit more time with certain things like that. I agree with but that too. But yeah. I think it was enough to not distract from the storyline, but to initiate enough where we, we can see them as a couple. Because you don't know how long they were on that journey either. Yeah. They could have been uh, roughing it out for a minute. Who knows? <laughs> Why I like that it just wasn't like... you you. I think the audience is smart enough to feel when the message is being beat over their head. Mm-hmm. And what I liked about the, char- the female... Especially the female characters in this series... They were allowed to be characters. They were allowed to have a range of emotions, a range of flaws and strengths, right. and that's what makes like it's it's not just that a, character, a female character is strong. And you, you become mad about that. It's it's I think a great comparison is a character like Ray, who had everything just kind of handed to her. It's right. just like there was no training. You just were the best. There was no real character to her character. She was kind of just a bland, stoic, like insert persona. Right. Like she didn't have the characterization that Vi had. I know who Vi is as a person, as opposed to Ray. Right. I don't really know what Ray wanted. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't really knew what Ray, but made Ray tick. The writers didn't know what made Ray tick until the third, until the third movie, where it was like, let's make her uh, Palpatine's daughter or Palpatine's granddaughter. Like, yeah, sure, let's do it. <laughs> and I think they had that with all the characters, because even with uh, Mel, for an example. Mm. Well, actually, I'm curious. Do you agree with though? Like, that's a thing in like a, a trope or a trend in Hollywood. Oh, with uh, the strong woman. Yeah, strong woman. Strong woman. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think when they don't give enough, uh, I feel like it's not being written by the right type of people. Maybe <laughs> women. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, baby. Um, I don't know. I feel like I don't want to say all guys would be like with you know this girl that does girl things and he's a girl. <laughs> it's one of those type of things where they don't really have personalities and they kind of like you said. I think, I think the idea is they put a masculine masculine stereotype of strength on a woman, which is like you're stoic right. and emotionless, and that makes you strong. Ironically, that was the complete opposite of the message in Captain Marvel, but yet she still is stoic and emotionless, <laughs> and it always makes her strong. <laughs> but it's, it's characters like Mulan that are mm-hmm. strong. But also have like not not the live action Mulan that was garbage. No, I That's, never but, got through that. But part. think about the original Mulan versus the live action Mulan. Right? Like how differently those characters are portrayed. And that's the difference. Right? They show your progress. Hollywood. Yeah, and the progress makes sense. Yeah, not that, that you're born with it. I'm born the best. Yeah, I mean, if you have the progress of how you got to, you know, from A to Z, it, it does definitely makes sense yeah. and even like with powder for an example they showed that she was a good shooter and she yes. she was tinkering with bombs yeah so it wasn't like a, a it wasn't whole, out of nowhere yeah it wasn't out of nowhere when you saw her now being a marks marksman and, and yeah. able to do things now she was doing that since she was a child yeah. same thing with vi she was she was street fighting so it made sense that they can still do these things and, and much better than they were doing them when they were younger yeah so but all all those characters i think they did a great job developing like that but you know what's upsetting like I think the the notion in Hollywood is that a character like Tila, because she physically looks strong and imposing, and has that that haircut they all have. <laughs> you know what the haircut is. <laughs> it, that's what they think is strong, but it's like a shallow idea of what strength is. I think a character like Caitlyn even is strong, right? Because she stuck to her convictions when everyone right. was telling her not to. You know what I mean? Right. But like, I, we don't value that kind of strength. I think that's what the issue is a lot with these characters, and that's what makes them ring hollow. They don't ring. They don't ring true like characters in Arcane do. Right. Um, but yeah, I just want to get your opinion on that because I'm always the oh, strong I, woman. I, I agree that the characters do need to be because I, I mean I didn't like uh, Captain Marvel at all. No, 
It was <laughs> it was a little eh. yeah. It's probably my least favorite out of uh, Marvel characters. Yeah, yeah, basically. And then she was made for you. <laughs> That's what I mean. <laughs> yes. That's the problem. Like they were they, these characters. The message is first. It's not even about the character. It's about we gotta make sure that the message is there. That, mm. So the little girls got something to look up to. But it's like, but you could do that with leading with character first. Right. And then those become the icons. You don't lead with the idea of becoming like making an icon. You know, you know you, you, the difference. Yeah, no, so I'm like a Britney Spears is like let's let's manufacture a celebrity, or <laughs> you find a person talented and they become a celebrity. But that's usually how it's done the other way. I know, <laughs> I know. You're like, hey, and we Hollywood. can make something out of you. Let's just go it in reverse. Now let's teach you talent. <laughs> Both Hollywood tropes. <laughs> um, Meanwhile, the talented person's in the bag. Doing the voice for them and all that kind of stuff. Exactly. <laughs> um, look at time. Um, is there anything you want to elaborate on something like Silco, who I think is a underrated antagonist? And I want to avoid using the word villain because I don't feel like he's a villain. Yeah, I, I like. Especially Silco. by the end. Oh yeah. my god, they make that sure that ending was like, like oh, yeah. is this your heart? Let me just twist the knife in it. Like, ah! <laughs> that's got to weigh heavy with her, and that's gonna make her so much worse. I mean, you saw by the end, it's what pushed her to full Jokerdom. <laughs> Absolutely, it did. Chaos is a ladder. Because, I mean, even for his final words to be that, you're perfect. That's what I'm saying. It's like, they made sure. It was like, all right, the whole, like, because when they introduce that character, it is introduced in the light of a villain. Right. Like, he he literally walks out of the shadows in the first scene you see him yeah, in. He wasn't really a villain, though. He was just a guy that... He was, was betrayed. He, those are all was, like the, the yeah. hallmarks of a, of a villain. Someone yeah. that's like, you know, the scrawnier of weird, the two. because he killed children and all that kind of stuff, but, you know... But for whatever to reason, <laughs> like yeah, there was a means to an end with him, right? Like, and that's why he did villainous things. But at the end of the day, you could, like he had other sides of his personality. They fleshed him out where, yeah, he was an asshole and would murder people without blinking, and he he looked monstrous and would do monstrous things, and really created the the crack crisis in that world. <laughs> <laughs> He's like the ultimate crack dealer in that world. Um, but it doesn't mean he can't also be a a really genuine and loving father. Who, even he when he had every father, reason, but... <laughs> even when he had, and that's the thing, like, we have characters like Thanos, mm-hmm. who are comparisons of like, yeah, they might be a loving father, but push come to shove, they will choose their ultimate endeavor, their selfishness, mm-hmm. what they want, over oh, yeah. the life and love no, of, he, of that he significant truly But he truly cared get, about her. He literally, if, if he was Thanos... Right. He would have been given that option of like, and he to, wouldn't have pushed it. No, he would have been like, well, I no. guess this is awkward. I don't want to rule the world he anymore. He got all he wanted, and he still was able to be like, no. He literally told him, like, I'm not gonna betray you. Yeah. Even though there was like, that's all I have. All I have to do is give you up. And literally, even though it was so funny that he was speaking, like, just he was speaking all of his villainous thoughts out into the world, and she <laughs> happened to be listening. It was like, oh, that motherfucker, you betray me. <laughs> but even then, he, you could hear and you, the, what's good about that is we, the audience, can hear his train of thought, right. which is literally. I know this girl is nothing but problems. I right. know objectively that and he's right. My, yeah, she did nothing but cause issues. She for him. only hurts my end goals. Right. But they yet, ended up in a predicament because of her. Exactly. She killed the 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 guy that was keeping yeah keeping you know them at where they needed to be. Yes, yeah, started the the chain of events that even led to it by stealing that perfect gym thing. Right. But yet, at the end of the day, he without even though he had every reason not to, he still chose her. Right. And that's what makes you go. Oh, I can't hate you. <laughs> like, yeah. I want to hate yeah. you so bad. You almost, like, and I love those complex emotions. I think right. why Squid Game is so popular. Because, like, things that happen to people that you liked or bad, good things that happen to bad people, mm-hmm. you didn't know who to root for. So in that moment, mm-hmm. 
you want to root for Vi, but it's like you feel so bad for the who's supposed to be the villain. Right. And you're kind of like on their in that moment you're on their side. Right. You're on the bad side. And that's what I think what makes things so powerful. If it can make the audience feel conflicted. Right. Yeah. Even Mel's situation, they gave a, a look on her story and why she's the way she was. Because at first I thought she yeah. was going to be a manipulative type of person. Yeah. And out of nowhere, you see her backstory and you're like, oh, she's been looked at as weak. Yeah. And she has all this pressure her from mom's her mom. Her mom's a Cersei. She seemed and like a Cersei, but yeah. her mom's the real her Cersei. Her mom's the real Cersei. And she's trying to please her mom and stay above water and make sure she does her part. Yeah. And is, is afraid of her mother to some degree, but wants to stand her ground, wants to be independent. And it's just interesting to see the dynamic of the two of them react with each other. And um, no, it made it made sense on the reason why she's being manipulative to to uh, guy with the hammer. Yeah, hammer man. <laughs> MC Hammer. We're gonna call him MC Hammer from this point on. <laughs> she didn't seem like a villain anymore after that. No, you understood. Yeah, that's what Game it's of Thrones like the, did. The villain came out. It was like, okay, well, now she's not bad. She's yeah. just and even the mom with some stuff. Like she could be one dimensional and just be like, right. oh, it's the bloodthirsty warlord mother. This but is no. this is the true villain of the she's season. A, that's what I thought. She's she's even built. She's a lioness protecting her kids. Yeah, and her her kingdom, and that's what, and that's, even had to push away one of her cubs just yeah. because the cub made her softer. Yes. So she could even recognize that having her around is a good influence. You know what I'm saying? They like, did that with these episodes. And this amount of time, and it made you realize, you know, you, you develop an attachment to all these characters. I, I liked all the characters. Yeah. So that's the reason why I'm like, this is a really good, it's, it's has no business being this good for what it is. Yeah, it has no right. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I say all the time, like some like Cobra Kai, where it's mm -hmm. like, it has no right to be that good. Even Victor's <laughs> desperation for repairing his body, and he's been crippled Oh, yeah, we didn't even talk about him and that right. whole story arc of him and his yeah, leg, trying to fix his leg arcs, and being crippled. Everyone had a situation yeah. going on. Even Furry Yoda. Yeah. <laughs> Furry Yoda who got kicked out of the council, betrayed by the kid. He really, he, he gave him a chance when no one else yeah. did. And now and he has a new connection out. with Echo, who's now a new kid, I believe, is probably going to be the new scientist or... You know, yeah, he's gonna mentor him. Can we can we supplant Echo one more time? Because yes, just the, they Echo made a, a, a black a, like a black character dope like that. Right. I mean, a lot of strong black characters in this. I honest. didn't think yeah. he was gonna be is because you saw. I was like, oh, I don't like this character. Well, I was worried when he was fighting the main character when he was fighting. No, I don't even mean that. When he was a kid, I was just like, uh, oh, his little dumb hairstyle. Yeah, <laughs> and then he came out head. so cool. I'm like, oh no, he's cool. I like <laughs> this character. <laughs> oh no, he's hot. <laughs> he's got a glow up. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I was just worried because it's like usually when a character like that, when a side, when a Krillin fights a Vegeta, right? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, oh, he's gonna die yeah, he's here. He's on his own. He got he got out of that skirmish better off than she did. Yeah, and in the game, he makes comments like, um, uh, "I used to have a crush on you" and things like that when he's against. You kids. mentioned that, and you yeah. can literally see that he doesn't say it, but he you can see his it, expression game, before the fight starts. Right. Like you can, right. He kind of goes like a. Like yep. it, it could you could say that's because of their childhood like connection, mm -hmm. but. It almost felt more like, like, like you're he cares implying, about like her. a romantic yeah. care. Yeah. And she went off the deep end. He's just kind of like, because you saw even when he was talking to Vi, he was like, she's gone. Yeah, he, he was the main one telling her. But then yeah. when he went to go take the final blow, he, he froze. She saw her. Like, yep. He saw powder. Not, and he not saw James. her innocent face and uh, that's it. <laughs> I do, before we, before we finish this though, I do want to make a note that it was hilarious that in the very Joker-esque final scene with the 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 dinner, the, the, the tea party dinner. Oh, okay. The, the, the fact that he's, 
like it's a cool set piece, but then you have to think about logistically. She spent all that time basically cosplay <laughs> creating two different chairs. <laughs> like, okay, make the pirate chair all nice and cute and adorable, with, like little like cute colors, and then the Jinx chair is gonna be dark. I'm gonna make like little spikes on the side. I mean, she was making a personality. I, I also love the fact that they had her her I'd say dead siblings, but dead siblings. Um, as voices, yeah. Like when she was shooting the gun, you saw how like phantoms. You saw, yeah, they felt that like so like cool. ghosts around. Like, 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 like that she lived with, and she said she lived with him. She was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I left you." When Vi was talking to her, she's yeah. like, "I'm so sorry, I left you." She was like, "You didn't leave me. I heard your voice all the time." And I was like, "Wow, she's really gone." <laughs> yeah. So yeah. she heard uh, Vi's voice. She and moments where the editing voice, made it truly heard... terrifying. Right. Like when um, it like the specter of that one of the kids, the lockpick kid, I forgot his name. But like his eyes being like piercing black shadow behind yeah. her, and, like it, the the jump cuts and the editing make it like bigger and smaller all around her. Yeah, it was crazy. But it was kind of showing you a look of how she lives life. Yeah, it makes you crazy too. Yeah, yeah. With these voices and these things looking over her for her regret and her mistake that she did. Yeah, which is also another thing that can drive you insane if you weren't insane already. Yeah. So the absence of her sister and then probably you know not even knowing what happened <laughs> to her sister, just thinking she abandoned her point blank. Yeah. And living that you know that's that that had to make her go way off the deep end if she wasn't already <laughs> yeah. but to be fair totally a jinx <laughs> even with totally silico at the jinx. end it was like oh you jinx one of his last words would be like wow you really are a jinx <laughs> <laughs> that would have been real crazy i kind of thought he was gonna flip out but when he said you're perfect i was just no like, it doubled down like that was great <laughs> writing it doubled down on like no 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 you're gonna feel really bad for this character yeah like that's because because if he did flip out, you wouldn't feel bad. No, you'd be like, oh, that's just, that's the true him. Yeah. Like Joker said, like, how? First of all, if that was what they were going for, brilliant. But if not, this is just a true fact. Dark Knight, uh, mm. the Dark Knight, where Joker's like, um, you know, you know, we know really truly know a person in their last moments, or like um, it was a uh, in their last moments, someone will truly show you who they are. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened with Selko in his last moments. It wasn't anger. It wasn't yeah. rage or like bitterness. It was love. It's like, yeah. oh my god, you were actually a good guy. <laughs> You're a bad good guy. I mean, and it made a it's good still, bad guy, but it still made sense for the character because he, he even though he showed that he was psychotic and all yeah. these things that he was doing and he could be malicious and evil, he still had a love for Vander originally, and they thought of each other as brothers. So at some point, yeah. he had to feel betrayed and abandoned. Oh, yeah. by him, and it made sense for him to have a connection to her. Yeah. Um, Every you know, villain's a hero in their own story, yeah. So it wasn't like he did a, a leap from being evil to just caring about this character. No, he was on Vander's side at some point. Yeah, yeah, exactly. To some extent. I yeah. want to know what happened with them. I want to know. Yeah, the fact story. they live it vague makes me think that they're going to explore at some point, right? Yeah, maybe. They got to show how you got that eye. <laughs> yeah, they never even went into detail about that. Nope. Yeah. Why he has to get eye drops <laughs> every yeah. now and then. But yeah, you're absolutely right. Everything with, with, with him, especially even the little moments like. Um, that that moment where he's he's just human. All these characters feel human. Right. He was he he wasn't even in control in that moment where the other mafia council dudes were gonna betray him, mm-hmm. and the girl with the robot arm. He doesn't even know if she's gonna he defend wasn't sure. him. You saw, him. You saw his shoulders scared. going up like this yeah, as like, he was sitting. Like and when she slices the other dude's head off, he was like, Whoa. and he's like this, like <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But it, in a lesser story, if he was comma collected. Yeah. It would have a completely different effect. Right. He would come off more villains. But just showing that he experiences fear right. humanizes him. Just little things like that is like such great. I'm glad she didn't betray him. Yeah, same. Yeah. 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 Even though he's, you know, a villain still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But still. <laughs> but a, a villain that 
values loyalty. <laughs> yes. He said it. He values loyalty. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I, I'm glad to get your thoughts on this. We both are agreement that it's the perfect vision. I guess we're both super hyped to see what happens in season two, right? Right. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about before we get out of here? Not that I can think of. I'm sure I will. I'm sure there are other later. characters that we're glossing over, but <laughs> oh, this. I mean, yeah, this, there was there was a good amount of characters in this show. Yeah, but that's the gist. Yeah, <laughs> Hammerman's name. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you something so simple and obvious, and whatever MC Hammer is close. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have parachute pants. <laughs> but all right, that's this episode of Blurred Vision, or I guess this section of our arcane review. I don't know if yes. I'm gonna upload this part separately or, or with together. the main. Yeah, with the main episode, but either way, it was good talking to you. And I'm glad we recorded it, so maybe I'll just release this at some yes. point. As a, <laughs> this is like almost our um, our our pilot episode of a of a visual podcast, so, right? Yeah. So, all right, that's it for this week. Uh, this has been your host, Blur Vision, with Beautiful Diz, and we'll see you next time. Peace. <laughs> bye bye. And we're back. Thank you, Crystal. We will see you next week, girl. Um, so, Jeff, let us wrap up our discussion of Arcane. We started talking about the first six episodes last week. We both liked it at first, but then ended up loving it by the third episode plus. Uh, um, did we both give it perfect vision? No, you gave it perfect vision. I think I said that it was passable. This Passable. Yeah, I said it was passable. Like, the first three episodes, like, they just weren't doing it for me. But, and, like, as I was watching it, it was getting better. But overall, I'm not, like, crazy about about this season of the show. Wow. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I definitely, because you have, I'm just going to throw it out now because I don't want to repeat. I'm going to try my best to do the mental gymnastics of not repeating my points that I made with Crystal in the podcast. Yeah. But uh, I gave it perfect vision though for the whole series, and the the main deciding factor, even though there were some things I had slight issue with, but ultimately I feel like even the slight issues I had, um, like for example the first the, the pacing in the first three episodes, it, it was ultimately for the betterment of the entire series with characterizations and the the setup to and the payoff in the third episode, uh, the consequences that that episode had for the rest of the series. Um, but just for the fact that it's a video game uh, adaptation and it's great. It's very it rare, and, and, for, and for the, fa- the fact of the matter that it's a, it's li- no 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 hate to League of Legends, mm. but it's essentially a mobile game. It, yes. It, of all the games, if you were to show me Metal Gear Solid, Final Fantasy, uh, Kingdom Hearts, I don't know, name name a franchise, and you're to tell or Uncharted, Resident Evil, these are all amazing video games, but can't make it. A, adaptation for the fucking life of them that is that has been a common denominator for a lot of fans of uh of the of the show because literally i was watching a lot of reviews for arcane um after i got done watching this series and literally like no no one had anything bad to say about it forgetting like most most youtubers that i watch who usually like shit on the things that like Mm. i i like they praised they praised arcane for how good it was and how good of a video game adaptation that it was and i will say this too like everyone thinks legal everyone that i've seen think league of legends is like boring as fuck no one likes freaking most people don't like playing league of legends it's a very specific fan base for for league of legends it's very it's very niche but um so many people who who don't play that game love this show and like 
you don't know, need to even know anything about the game to love you this don't show. you really don't and that's one of the, like the good things about this show is that you don't need to know anything about league of legends uh or the lore or anything no one give a fuck no one give a fuck about lore the show yeah. is the show is just that good and there are things that i do like about the show i do like the the animations and the storytelling is good but i just feel like i'm not the target audience when it comes to this show i'm not it doesn't for some reason it doesn't it do just, it for you it doesn't do it for me. It doesn't. It, okay, it, okay. It really, elaborate. It really I, I want to hear your rating for the entire series, um, and I want to hear your elaboration of why you didn't like it. Because I that this is actually perfect, because me and Crystal basically universally praised it. <laughs> so now yeah. I want to hear the negative one. <laughs> for, um... I want to, I want to say it was more than passable. I will give the show that it's very much more than passable. Okay, so it went up from your first. Yes, six episodes. yes. Okay. Those those first, if it was just those first three episodes, I would have just said it was like pass passable. Okay. But freaking um, overall, you know, the show it's a good show. It's very it's very good. It's very well done. It's very well made. There's a lot of tender love and care that went into this show, um, which is why I will give it uh more than passable. But it just doesn't. Appe- it just doesn't appeal to me just because it's like it doesn't leave me with that sense of like oh man you know like you know like freaking uh, i don't know it's just like it's just not my cup of tea you mm. know freaking um i don't know i don't what I don't, is it though is it is it specifically is it the characters is it the story is it the lore is it the action like what is it that's not clicking for you the action is great i honestly feel like it's the way that they're telling the story with the fact that like all they are trying to do is accomplish peace between um the the upper city and uh the underground i f- yeah. and, and it's like they're trying to come up with a peace and literally by the end of it freaking there was going to be a peace between the two but there is this mm. there seems to be this unbreakable cycle of violence that can't be broken because it's like the powers that be don't want it to don't want that all they all there will constantly be a cycle of violence and it's like the way that things are going i just feel like but but they the the council was trying to uh, yeah i know arguing for peace i know despite it being like but with that asshole yes with that asshole we're gonna try and bargain peace because it's better than the alternative which is war so and, we're trying, but then Jinx said, nah. <laughs> and then they dropped the atom bomb. And that's the thing that bothers me is the fact that, like, every single time they are so close for things going so well. It's like, nope, t- right up, t- right out from underneath of them. Friggin oh, just like, no. Things go to shit. And that's the thing that I hate is that, like, it feels like everyone, everything is just doomed to fail. Even with the relationship between um, Jinx and... And, and and vi because it's like i wanted those two to uh reconciliate and uh as sisters but for so but it's like literally like and at the end end of the day it was jinx it was jinx's it was powder's decision you know because it's like he she he, uh jinx was trying to say like oh uh vi it's up to you whether or not i'm powder or i'm jinx and then mm-hmm. as, soon, as soon as silco are we getting into spoilers oh yeah no we're we're full on okay. spoilers and okay. i love that scene that you're describing right now because it's so tell me it's not joker jinx it is. is so joker and that was such a batman death in the family moment 
literally i'm sorry but it's like i i i'm not trying to demean jinx but she really is just like she's like sec- second rate harley quinn she really is you know but <laughs> I mean, but, yeah, for, but i i do think she does crazy better than harley i will say that mm-hmm. uh her her like i do like you she, understand why she's crazy yes, yes. They're, they're just crazy for sake of being crazy yes i do understand her conviction and it wasn't just because like she was in love with the fuck like you know with soko or, or anything like that freaking it was just like that was all her that was all that was all her and her trauma and like de- her dealing with her uh psychosis but um Mm. I, I, but I was going to say, it's like, I just, I hate how it feels like all these characters are just doomed to fail and like er- everything, everything's just like meant to go wrong. Everything, mm. every, everything is just like, and the cycle just keeps going and it just keeps going and going and going. And it's like, there's no levity. It's like, I need mm. a, I need a little bit of levity and you know what else I'm going to compare? So not enough to? humor. Like you, you need more like humor to lighten it a little bit. Like I want there to be like a satisfying ending, not freaking like blowing up the whole fucking council just as we're about to freaking like have peace settled you know it's a very game of thrones cliffhanger ending i was literally gonna say you and i we're both fans of game of thrones but it's like when i when i watch game of thrones i expect game of thrones shit to go down this 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 show very much feels like it's the game of thrones of animation for me yeah, that, that's well, that's a good thing, right? Like you yeah. don't like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm not saying like, like I'm not saying that's like necessarily bad, but at the same time, it's like I just have this like terrible feeling of dread when I watch this show, and I'm just like, <laughs> I I can't, bro, I can't. It's more, I, it's it's more so, it's more so. It's my feelings. It's just how it's just how I. I mean, feel. I I get what you're saying. It's heavy, so yeah. I, I get what you mean when you're saying it's like it's if it's not something that you're in the mood for and you want a happy ending, because everything you're describing, I'm sitting here listening like, you're describing unworthy, bro. Do you know? <laughs> like, you're describing a tragedy. That's what this is. Ex- it's a tragedy. But I, ex- but I expect it, though. Like, when I watch Unworthy, <laughs> when I watch Game of Thrones, I expect tragedy to happen. But, like, this, <laughs> this, though, Arcane, freaking, it's just like, I wanted just a, I wanted just a one, one moment of satisfaction for myself. And I did not you're get, right. I get you're none right. of it. You're, you're absolutely right. The feeling yeah. you're describing isn't wrong. Like the the everything doomed to fail. Oh my god, I wish it was gonna go right, but it doesn't. You no. describe that's episode three's last moments with the bomb going off. That's I could, you could basically describe big moments in the series with that same mentality. That's uh, Silco. That 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 Batman death in the family scene with Silco and and Vi, who both love her, both love Jinx to ha- like. To de- it's not like they did. They didn't take the cheap way out. And mm-hmm. characterize Silco as just a straight villain who didn't really give a fuck about Jinx, who's just using her. No. no, they made sure you understood that in every sense of the word, he loved her Absolutely. because he knew that she didn't even objectively she hurt his cause, she mm-hmm. hurt his goals, he she hurt his dreams. His as a villain, all you have are your 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 plots and your schemes, and she's like uh, the X factor that's ruining that for him. But at the end of the day, he still chose her over the over his goals he literally told her like they told me i could have everything i wanted if i just gave you up but like vander that's the tragedy of it like vander he ends up mirroring that same sentiment of like i want to just protect you no matter what so you're sitting there going like i don't want anybody to be unhappy (laughs) i don't want anybody to be sad in this situation but someone has to be and by the end of that scene no one wins and it's tragic because you want you want uh, uh, uh! Wow, bugging her name, not Jinx, her her other name. Oh, uh, Powder. Yeah, Powder. You want Powder to come back? Mm. Like you want you you can see Powder in Jinx, and you can see how she got to the point she's at, 
and you can see the pull between these two opposing forces who aren't antagonistic and and protagonistic. They're just two sides of the same coin in her life. Yeah, and you yeah, can yeah. see just by an act, by a, a, a a tragic accident, a moment of passion, she falls further down that rabbit hole, and now she's at a point where she probably can't come back. No, and that's tragic. And yeah, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, I don't like that feeling. But that's what makes me, at the end of the day, go like, that shit was powerful. And mm-hmm. that's really what I'm always aiming for with Unworthy. So what, everything you're saying, I'm like, I hear you. But damn, if I, if I apply that critique to Unworthy, I'm like, oh, you're going to hate episode five. <laughs> episode five gets real dark. <laughs> but that's the thing, because it's like, I, ex- I expect it. Not to mention, like, not to mention, like, I'm like, you know, I get, a, I have a little bit of creative input with the show. Like, you, you listen yeah. to my ideas and whatnot. So it's like, I'm, sure. ex- I'm expecting shit to go wrong. It's like, I know <laughs> shit's going to go wrong. When freaking someone, when I know someone's going to be on the chopping block, I go, <laughs> wow, yes. wow. You know what you just described? That's that, that thing from Family Guy, where it's the guy in prison with the knife. He's like stabbing somebody. He's like, oh, why would you let me stab you? And he stabs himself. And he's like, oh, is that what that feels like? I belong here. Like, that's you. <laughs> it's like, I'll stab the fuck out of you. But, oh, that hurts. I don't like that. <laughs> oh, my God. I think it's also because of, um, it's just, like, the nature of animation. I feel like, I don't know, maybe I'm so jaded by, like, how, like, animation is always supposed to have, like, a satisfying, like, uh, uh, mm, okay. the good the good guy ending, you know? But it's like, yeah. Arcane, though, dark, dark, dark endings, like, left and, and right. And, like, literally... Freaking like it do- it really does feel like Game of Thrones because it's like you 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 get a favorite character and then boom they're dead. It's just like yeah, it's it's a thing where the good guys do bad things, the bad guys do good things, and you have to kind of decide that you you have to just recognize that they're all people. They they're all it's funny they're not all human, but they all are human. You get know what I'm saying? Like they're all yeah. they all make human mistakes and they, they all are. have human flaws. They do. They um, do. I mean, so I, okay. Uh, I'm curious specific how you felt specifically about some of the characters like um uh what's his name? Echo? Echo? I was gonna ask you what you thought of Echo because I thought like- Echo was boss. What are you yeah, talking yeah, about? Yeah, 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 he yeah. like and look, this is as a I, I'm now I'm talking as a blur. I can put the blur hat on because it's I like that <laughs> this is we're so weird to say. I like that we're not the same race because right. now we can talk about the things that like are important for us culturally and yes. it's different. Yes. So for me, like I don't know how you felt about Echo, but for me, looking at a usually a black side character is gonna mm-hmm. get shit on. Yeah. Like even Falcon, who became Captain America, he still got his ass kicked at the end of that series by by Batrock the Leaper. Like you know what I'm saying? Like he's yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, for whatever reason Hollywood just likes to beat the fuck up, beat the fuck out of black people. Like it's just <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're a hero or not. Like nah. And they even talked about um. Quick segue. They even talked about for Captain America four. They made they, they specifically said that they're gonna put Sam Wilson through the ringer to be Captain America. I'm like, he's already been through the ringer. He gets his ass kicked all the time. <laughs> so for Echo, the fact that they gave him that, I think the best fight scene. Yes. Like aesthetically and story wise in the entire series. When he fought Jinx and he did that very Naruto Sasuke like flashback thing, I will like, say that was that, beautiful. Yes, yes, definitely. And I will say this: I definitely I love that scene. I love that fight scene between um, Jinx and Echo. Echo is actually like one of like one of my more favorite parts of this entire show. Um, I, Great was, glow up. Yeah, 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 yeah definitely, <laughs> totally. Um, it was a little upsetting though that he basically thought that like Powder was dead because like you know she turned. 
powder turning to jinx and but he I did, understood yeah 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 he understood yeah he understood but forget no i mean time, I, no i said i understood i understood oh yeah 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 i don't know it was just it's just like like, like really is like is she that, is she that far gone like she can't come back you know freaking because it's like i saw because then i see uh the fight scene and i love the way that it was executed and how like even like with the music and freaking um mm-hmm. the way that the art style changed and it goes back to them like being kids and it's like oh my god i like i just i love that you know because yeah. and, I, and i love the, the uh, feels <laughs> yeah 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 I, I loved the uh the, the, the thematics of of all that and like the duality of going back between like when you're kids and now that you're freaking adults and like i don't know it felt like you feel the emotional connection between the two, and you feel you the- you finished Naruto, right? No. Oh wow. Okay, so no. they that I don't know if it's if it was only in Naruto. It couldn't have been. It couldn't have been the first time it ever happened in Naruto. But in Naruto, they they literally do that between Naruto and Sasuke by the end. Their final battle, they they flash back to their childhood and like the play fights that became real fights as adults. It's it's so poignant and it's such a powerful device that makes you like it. The best fights tell a story, and that fight told a story. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. I was going to say another thing, too. Uh, one of the things that I actually did like that Jinx did was uh, the at the dinner table when uh, she had Vi tied up and freaking uh, Silco tied up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the fake out uh when she brought out the head platter saying like oh i made her a snack oh that was so joker <laughs> oh, like yeah. li- joker literally did that <laughs> did he really yeah death of the family like it's when have you seen it or read it no you know what no that's the I one where joker's face is ripped off it's like a new 52 no i but didn't it, see that there's one. literally bro i can look it up there's literally a scene where it's like a dinner table and like they're all the whole bath family's tied up around the table and like Joker has, what, I think he says it's gonna be it's Alfred, but it's not. Like it's it's like a fake out. Yeah. But it's, it's like the same. Moment. I'm like, it can't be a quick. They they must have been like looking at Joker as a reference for this. There's no way there's not. <laughs> I I wouldn't be surprised, and that's why freaking like Jinx is literally like she's like pseudo Harley Quinn for the show, you know. But I can see yeah. why like you know like why people like her quite like her. But um, what else? What else was I gonna say? Oh, one thing that. I will say about the show is that like, even though like I wasn't crazy about this season, I do see the potential that this show has because it's like league of legends. Um, as far as I know, they have like so many, so Bruh. many characters, so many diverse characters on their roster. And it's like, they can literally like go anywhere and tell any kind of story. So I do see yeah. like a, a series like this has the potential to be an anthology and tell different stories throughout the entire like world that uh it could be as sprawling as game of thrones yeah 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 definitely so like so yeah i very much would like to see like where uh this this the show takes us and like where where else um in the world they could possibly they could possibly go and hell maybe even like i don't know even if like the two of them uh jinx and vi even if they didn't uh reconcile this season it doesn't mean that they couldn't like later on and basically that's just what i want for them it's just like, <laughs> you just want the happy ending <laughs> i want it i want it god damn it i want it i'm too emotionally invested now i am i really am and that's why it's like that's why i can't that's why I'm, i can't be into the show you give me all this emotion you give me all this investment and then nothing you give me nothing that's why it's the feeling of unsatisfaction i get when i finally finish this show yeah that's that's one of my few complaints is the the ending I said in my review with Crystal that it didn't end the way I thought it was going to end. I thought mm-hmm. this was going to be like a, a one-off season, and they were going to do like if they were going to do more seasons, it would be like an anthology where each season tells a different story. Yeah. But because this ended with such an open cliffhanger, like and a huge cliffhanger, and there was not any real, there was no resolution. 
that's that's why I feel like if if you feel unsatisfied at all, that's why. But it was purposeful. They they literally I, again. If you're complaining about this stuff, this is all shit. I do it unworthy. It's I the know. same thing where like you want to end like, oh, <laughs> what? <laughs> so you're forced to come back. You know, there's, <laughs> like, a, there's a difference though. There's a difference though, man. The only difference is you know what's gonna happen because you're yeah. you're behind the scenes unworthy. <laughs> oh, I, this is what a stab feels like. I belong here. <laughs> That's you. <laughs> here's um here's 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 another thing here's another thing that I'm gonna that I'm uh, I'm gonna say about this show that really really struck a chord with me. Um, so Victor, Victor, we all know that Victor was doing all of his experiments by himself. Mm, yeah, we didn't touch on Victor. No, we didn't. Victor, um, Victor is a very sympathetic character for me, and it's like yeah. you, fi- you find so much about his uh backstory, and literally this man is fucking dying. He is dying. He he's like his time is like slowly expiring, yeah. but um somehow he's still like doing but he's still like doing like i felt like it was it was symbolic of like drug addiction because like literally like Mm. victor cannot stop like you know experimenting on the um i don't want to call it a cube because it's not a cube it's like a weird i don't know hexagon or something (laughs) some kind of weird puzzle box that he keeps experimenting with and then apparently it draws blood whenever blood is spilt and at the same time it's like it's like uh it's it's uh re it's re I don't want to say reformatting because it's like we're talking arcane. Um, well, it's becoming real like demonic looking the more yeah, he does yeah, that yeah. shit to it. So I'm like, uh, you might want to lay off, bro. It's <laughs> and and, and now the, and now he's hurting the people close to him. <laughs> and it's the, it's the tragic irony that oh he, that's that you're right that is like a drug addiction thing. Yeah yeah yeah. And like here's another thing too that like really upset me was the fact that like Victor had uh Sky his assistant who was like clearly like really he she, Sky liked Victor clearly oh, yeah, yeah. And, and literally it's like all and it's like I wanted Vic, I wanted Victor to be happy I want and it's like cuz literally no 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 no, 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 no. Hang, on, hang, on, hang, about, hang on everybody's got to be happy <laughs> listen to me listen to me listen to me listen to me no death tragedy <laughs> listen 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 so here's the thing I at the beginning of the season victor is like saying like how it was talking to i think um what's his name uh heimerdinger heimerdinger he's, he's talking funny he's talking to Fur yoda Heim- <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah talking to him about freak freaking um having a, a legacy a long lasting legacy and how mm. like he, you know which is basically like dude i have you know it's like i have no children and it's like what's my legacy you know and yeah. it's like clear and it's like clearly he like wants to make some fucking babies you know what i mean so, <laughs> so and it's like dude you literally have your assistant who's fucking like smoking hot and like she's into you bro so it's like why don't you reciprocate and then and then literally as soon as as soon as my girl is about to go and make her fucking move she gets fucking snapped she gets Look, fucking vaporized i was i was literally yelling i watched it with crystal i was literally yelling at the screen like yo no one told you to go hug my mans like you stay away from an exploding energy field you don't just hug him like oh trying to help like no don't touch me <laughs> i am so, <laughs> i am so upset about that though because i was like i wanted that for victor man i was like come yeah. on oh my like okay straight up yeah. i know one of the same up. i it is fucked up you know I, I was i was i was dead inside after that i was just like you took her away you took away my man because it's like i could see myself in that position <laughs> and and then i straight up over empathizing <laughs> Straight up, I see myself in that in being in Victor's position. And I'm like, I just lost my girl, man. Like, what the fuck? You know what else? It also reminded me of the boys, freaking like that very first scene from the boys when freaking. Oh yeah, 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 with the yeah, yeah. uh, with uh, wow, I forgot his name. Uh, Coltrane, that's not his name. The train, I don't, don't A train, 
A train yeah. running through that girl. Through yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Literally, literally, that's what that's what that felt like, freaking in that moment. And I was like, dude, that's me. That's that's me, freaking like in in, <laughs> wow. in, in film. Because it's like literally, it's like it literally. If there was actually a girl who was like interested in me, so freaking like the the, the 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 fates, the fates would take her away immediately. You okay, and, like, bro? You want to talk about it? <laughs> <laughs> Leave me alone! <laughs> He's like, I am Victor. Victor is me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh my uh, god! I'm now. I'm understanding why it's upset you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly. Now you understand. Nobody understands my pain. Nobody understands my pain, Mari. But on the wow. <laughs> but but on the flip side, stuff like um Mel and being introduced to her mother, I thought was cool because that was a character that I. I wasn't endeared to. I, th- I saw at one point I saw her as more villainous to even Silco. Yeah. But then as soon as you get her backstory and you understand her relationship with her mother, again another pairing, another dichotomy. Yes. yes. Like I thought that was so interesting. It really <laughs> changed how I view that character. And now I don't think they'd kill her off, but I feel like somebody, one of the, her or that uh, or the that MC Hammer, the guy with the big hammer. I've got uh, his Jace. Name. That's Jace. Jace. Yeah. Jace, Jace is the guy with the hammer. There's only two main characters in that building Jinx blew up at the end. Like, it has to be one of them. Like, what? it can't be all side characters that die. One of them has to be critically injured or dead. Yeah, I got, I got a weird, I got a weird feeling. Like, okay, if I had to pick two, it would definitely be Jace and Mel. I feel like they're the only ones who are going to come out of that. Like, yeah, of course, like, they, yeah. they're the main characters. Yeah, so, like, yeah, yeah. but if if it's just them alive and everyone else in that building dies, it's mm-hmm. like plot armor. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I feel like for stakes and for that, f- for this cliffhanger not to feel cheap, you've got to actually deliver on somebody dying. That's mm-hmm. important. Yeah. So it's got to be one of them. Yeah. And I feel like story-wise, Mel dying would be more Man. impactful to the story because now we've now that we have her mother in- introduced and we've also established her mother softened her. So what happens if Mel dies and now her mother's unchained? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, to war. Because you kill Jace and nothing really changes. No, nah. you know I mean, honestly, I feel like Jace got so much character development in this first season, and Jace is really like one of like the one of the more prominent characters of League of Legends. So I don't. I feel like he. I think I'm more than likely. I feel like he'll uh, he'll make an appearance if they make if they make another season. I, I don't think they're just gonna like kill off Jace. So yeah, there's I, more places for his character to go, especially yes. like his relationship with Victor and like what happens when Victor goes farther down that rabbit hole and how yes. they affect Jace and and Jace like is already kind of torn between different ideals. So especially if Mel dies, and he was the one bargaining for peace. He's going to be now so hard against, like, nah, fuck the underground, destroy them all, blast them to hell and back. And, and now we've also got in his ear a, a warlord who's established what she wants, which is domination, basically, yeah. and weapons. You know what I'm saying? So if Mel dies, there's more that could happen. But if Mel lives and Jace dies, there's not really anywhere else for Mel's character to go. No. You, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, I guess, I guess her point is to be the Padme of this story because that's very much like this whole thing. Yeah, it very much feels like prequel trilogy Star Wars because it's like it's mm. all dip- diplomatics uh, and <laughs> politics, the Council, the High Council, yeah. and all and all. That's, that that's a good comparison. Yeah, but I was I was giggling because I, I just I automatically envisioned Silco with like the Emperor cloak on and like yes I, do it jinx yeah it. i imagine vi like you turned her against me <laughs> you have done that yourself <laughs> and she really did yeah <laughs> you made me oh man all right, all right so uh is that all you want to talk about with the uh, arcade we're good 
I think so. I think so. Yeah, I don't really have much else to say. Freaking ass- oh, uh, the only other thing I was gonna say was the fact that at the in the beginning they utilized um, so you know the kid, the kids that they run into uh in like the first episode mm. when they're when they're trying to shake them down and the one kid Deckard uh yeah. becomes becomes like Silco's like first experiment with um with the Shimmer, he turns yeah. into a, and he turns into a fucking tyrant. I was like, yo, y'all are out here making fucking tyrants in the fucking underground. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, literally, literally, like, literally, like, that was, like, one of the most, fright- like, one of the most, like, uh, frightening imagery ever. But at the same time, it's like, I couldn't help but see, like, okay, y'all are making Resident Evil monsters out here. That's I mean, Silco was literally making crack zombies, so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah basically. I mean, I mean, we didn't really talk about Vi much, but how, how did you feel about her fight scenes? When she, when she got, I, I, I'll repeat this, this this thing I mentioned with Crystal just because I love the scene but mm. the the cinematography when she is fighting the the girl with one robot arm and she's got the uh, the robot fist mm. when she's getting beat up and she gets beat down to the ground and then she rises up and Vander's talking to her and yeah. Vander like the spirit of Vander is in the background and she rises in the foreground and turns around and puts her fists up I was like ah my heart yeah yeah <laughs> my, girl, that's my girl <laughs> Def, definitely definitely freaking um but now vi actually had like a lot of good uh fights fight scenes uh in the past few episodes especially against savika i love the thing where it's oh, like savika, uh, that was her name that's what's her name savika yeah. and um yeah i love i love the whole thing where it was like freaking like he gets her uh she gets savika up in the air and then she just uh savika's just like floating and then freaking like rips out the blade from savika's gauntlet and then like boom like right there i love that was cool that was really cool yeah. you know <laughs> that was definitely like uh one of the one of the <laughs> i like about the show and that's what i'm saying it's like i don't hate the show i really don't it just like it, it strikes it strikes a certain emotional chord with it's, me it's too dark you 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 want a happy ending and i think the only happy ending by the end of this was uh furry yoda meeting echo Yes, yeah, that, that was, was really, really it. Like at, every other storyline ended in sadness. <laughs> like, it's all, it's all, it all just keeps going to shit. Things just keep getting worse and worse. Look, man, you can't enjoy the high highs until you experience the low lows. Okay. <laughs> God damn it! I just want people to be happy. You are unworthy of happiness. <laughs> oh my god! All right, but with that, let's get into. Uh, oh, actually, before we get into news and uh, trailer talk. Uh, I do want to just touch on the Flash. Uh, Flash Armageddon. My name is Barry Allen, and I'm about to do something impossible. I've came a long way to find you, Flash. Now that I have, I'm going to end your existence. You have seven days. Everyone I love is going to die. There's always hope. I need your help. I'm asking you to save the world. Hey, you've been working out? Yeah, thank you for noticing. Where's the future? Right here. Let's go blow this fuse. Barry! I'm tracking at least 100 earthquakes. This could be the end of the world as we know it. No mind will shut its doors on me! She didn't see us. Run, Barry! Run! Checkmate. You never know what face fate will wear when it shows up to change your life. Uh, are you gonna watch this? Is is because if you're not gonna watch, if you are gonna watch it, I'll try and be brief and non-spoiler as much as I can. Honestly, I'll probably watch it. If you actually like, if you actually okay. watched it and like you're like like sold on it, I'll, I'll I'll probably watch it. 
Okay, now I now I can't talk about it. At least. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fine because this, this is just my my initial thoughts. Um, I kind of touched on it before, but ironically, I think the only thing different in this season so far because a lot of the, the things people have been complaining about with the CW, me included, are still there. It's not like they have a whole new like they they didn't reinvent the show. It's still the same show, but they gave it a a better through line in the narrative. Um. I mean, I haven't watched The Flash in so long or a CW show like from start to finish in so long. I've only seen like clips of the shittier things floating around YouTube here and there. So watching the episode from start to finish felt like meeting up with an old friend. Like, mm. like oh, yeah, hallway conversations. I, uh, I remember that. Uh, my name is Barry Allen. I'm the fastest <laughs> man alive. Uh, actually, that's not even true. It, it, they don't even do that intro anymore. Now it's just this weird, like, like I don't even know, like abbreviated showing all the cast of characters through like a, a lightning VFX storm as opposed to like that speech he usually does of like, my name is Barry Allen and I'm the fast man. Like, they're like, they don't, he doesn't do the speech yeah, intro anymore? No, he doesn't. It's like, we're eight seasons in. You know who the fuck I am. Wow. <laughs> I'm not going to wow. say it. Okay. But what they did do is, especially in that first episode, they, 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 they responded to a lot of the complaints I feel like people had about Barry not growing. For a long time, it felt like Barry, since like season three, was like stunted. He never mm. came into his own, especially when you compare it to the comic <laughs> version of Barry Allen, where he's more independent. He doesn't have a whole Flash team constantly in his ear over the intercoms telling him every single thing to do. Right. Um, he's not making stupid mistakes. He's not constantly, and this is an issue with the show, but they, they kind of corrected it a little bit so far in the season, where like... I'm. We've established that I'm faster than the speed of light. I can I can uh, search the entire city for bombs in just seconds. But oh no, the 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 burglar ran out of the room. Can't catch him. <laughs> he got away. Got to got to wait until after the commercial to talk about. Hey, where'd he go? I don't know. We can't find him. Bullshit, man. You <laughs> Barry's the one that got nerfed. Yeah, it's like, bro. You. But it's it's like this weird uneven thing with storytelling where in some scenes he can stop bullets, but in other scenes he'll stop and wait for somebody to punch him at normal speed. You know what I mean? It's it's just bad writing. Mm, yeah, um, I feel you on that. But in the beginning of this season, especially in the first episode, they purposely do some like flash set pieces that show you that Flash can handle things on his own now. He does have a sense of maturity. He's giving people they purposely instead of people teaching him lessons, because a lot of the show became Iris always being like, the power of love, Barry. You're not the Flash. Let me constantly speechify to you and how you need to... Yeah, exactly. But now it, was, it, it seemed like they were trying to make Barry, Barry the voice of reason. Barry's the one giving other people advice. Barry's the one being like the more mature voice in the room. Um, so it, it made me feel like, okay, this is a Barry Allen that's grown. Even though I, I, I know literally in the previous season he was still doing stupid shit. Hmm. But... If I had just stopped watching season three and jumped into this season, I might have the 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 belief that, oh, no, this character has actually developed in the five seasons I have been watching. That's a lie. <laughs> but they did a good job of making you like think that he did. Um, same things with the VFX. Like, it's not like, the again, the show's not new. So it's still CW-level effects. It's not like it. Um, the, the villain that they established in this is Despero. Uh, and in the comics, he's like a big fish-looking Red Hulk monster kind of thing. Are you familiar with Despero? 
No, I'm not familiar with Despero. Okay, imagine Hulk, but red, and he's got a fin on his head and a third eye. That Despero. What the fuck? Yeah, it's a it's a campy old school comic book villain. One of those things hard to do in a live action show, but they, you know, here's, kudos to them for going for it. Here's one thing that upsets me about the Flash, and I feel like what? I know it's like logistically it would have been like really hard to do, but honestly, I feel like it was a real missed opportunity. Is the fact that they never did a full blown like Rogues Gallery invasion. That was like one of the things I was. Always... Yeah, they 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 kind of like teased it. Like they got to parts where some of the the rogues gallery were teaming up, but never like a full on all the rogues across all the seasons. And I think a lot of that is because they aren't able to get back some of those actors now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. just saying, like, I don't and know that's that. oh, and also on that note of not being able to get people back, like I said, there's something that happens in this season. Um, and I, I won't spoil it, but mm-hmm. there's a character that is not around, and mm-hmm. they write it into the show, and they play it like a mystery. And so is it, is it Cisco? No, Cisco oh, already okay. left. He I was left about to, last season. I was about to say that's literally like one of the other things that wrote that uh, upset me was the fact that Carlos Valdez uh, left the show, and I was like, no, I'm checked out. That was my boy. If he's not in the show anymore, freaking, I'm out. I mean, but I understand why he left the show. It was too inconsistently bad, and there's so many. Another weird thing about the CW is they just keep adding characters. Yeah, like they just they and you know actors need work, so kudos to them. Yeah, but the more characters you add in a story the harder it is to care about any single one of them uh, unless you give them all equal time. And you don't want to give all characters equal time in a show called The Flash. You want to focus on The Flash. Yeah, 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 <laughs> so exactly. you really need less characters to keep the focus where it should be, regardless. Hmm. Um, so the premise of this uh, arc, Flash Armageddon, is that in the future, Despero, for whatever reason, uh, is from the future, and the world is destroyed by The Flash. So he goes back in time, and he tries to stop the Flash from destroying the world. Hence, Flash Armageddon. And the only information he's able to give, because of course, even though you're from the future, everything's always just vague enough to be exciting for a story. It's like, if you're really from the future, you would know every single beat of what would happen. And there'd be no mystery. But because it's, you know, it, it's not good storytelling, they come back like, all I know is you destroyed everything, and you lost your mind. Good luck with that information. <laughs> so I was like... <laughs> all right thanks so at first he's, he's a quasi enemy he's basically there to be like uh episode one it's like a team up because this is a crossover event so throughout the episodes different characters from different uh arrowverse shows appear so in the first episode adam shows up and it's an adam flash team up versus despero and despero tells his backstory and is like all right clearly you're not crazy right now you seem to be a good guy and i'm not a complete asshole so i'm gonna give you a chance to try and change your fate if you really want to save the world, you just kill him, but whatever. I'm going to give you a chance to save your fate uh, or stop your fate. And uh, I'm going to be waiting around, just watching you. And if you go crazy, I'm going to come in and kill you. So I'm out. So Despero is like the overarching villain, but he's not the villain every episode. Right. Um, But the mystery is what makes Flash crazy and what happens to make him try and destroy the world or whatever he does to destroy the world. Uh, and it's what's playing out as a mystery. Uh, and in the second episode, they start doing a thing where he's losing time, where there's he he's not remembering things, or he's he's blacking out and doing things that he like attacking people or you know uh, going on rampages and not remembering why or how. Mm-hmm. In a world of like you know we're in the Flash, this is the eighth season. You could do things like let's. Are you a doppelganger? Is it mind control? Is it like you know? There's so many things you can go to the list of, and they kind of do 
uh, entertain those possibilities. But it's starting to sound like possession. That's what it's starting to sound like to me. Maybe I think, especially I think they've kind of already spoiled it. Yeah. Um, and this is not spoilers for you because you've already seen images. But for anybody yeah. that doesn't know anything about Flash Armageddon beyond the first three episodes, uh, I jump out now. If you want to hear my rating for the first two episodes. <laughs> I'm like mm-hmm. a high passable. It's it's not more than passable. It's still flash, but it's at least keeping me intrigued. Mm-hmm. I'm at least curious to see where it goes because by the end of that second episode, there's that big reveal of a character that was missing, and you and, and kudos to the show. I didn't realize they weren't in the show until they they mentioned it. And I was like, oh wait, yeah, he hasn't been in the show these last two episodes. Where the fuck is he? <clears throat> And then they play that as the mystery, and that's the motivating factor for Flash to enact what they call uh, injustice. And in this show, the code injustice is when a character, uh, when a superhero goes rogue, and one of the other Justice League members that they established back in Crisis has to take him out. And apparently, Flash's partner is Black Lightning, so the cliffhanger is Black Lightning is there to take Barry's powers. Because Barry just immediately he's like, oh, I can't be trusted. Uh, Black Lightning, please take my powers away. And I'm like, is that possible? Is that a thing? Okay, all right. <laughs> oh my God. But I'm curious to see where it goes. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah, if you, if yeah, honestly, if you, if you, if you're actually like, if you, if you waited this long to like not watch the Flash and you actually like think that it's worth watching, I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, I, I, I want to talk about it with somebody that, like me, used to like the Flash, so we get like a good comparison of like. We know how good Flash was in its heyday, yeah. and this is like, we're this is like almost like a attempt at the Phoenix coming back, trying to revive itself. Right. But it might be a situation where it's too little, too late. Because I, I mean, like, I'm intrigued, but I'm not like, oh, I'm gonna start watching the Flash again after this. Like, there's still those tropes of like hallway conversations, melodrama, talking about Cisco leaving. They have like this new black character that's basically Black Cisco. Mm. They give him some melodramatic scenes in these last two episodes. There's characters I don't give a fuck about that are still, like, they're more prominent now because a lot of the other characters have left. So it's like, I, I'm i intrigued, but I'm not invested. Right. It's it's like that thing where it's like, uh, uh, what, uh, you had my interest, but now you have my attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just have my interest. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> they don't have my attention yet. It's like, but what does have my attention, and this is the spoilers, they've, they've shown scenes of episode four, I think, of Armageddon. Mm-hmm. And it shows the reverse Flash in the Flash suit and Flash in the reverse Flash suit. That and I did see, and I did think that was actually freaking interesting. I was like, yo, what the hell's going on? I mean, that's a comic book arc. Did, did you know that? No, I didn't actually. I really Yeah, didn't. there's an arc where, like, reverse Flash just tries to be Barry Allen. Like, I think that even happens when... Um, it might happen multiple times, but I know it happened when Wally West became the Flash and then... Barry Allen, like he he became Flash after Barry died, but then a couple of years later in continuity of the comics, Barry came back in quotes. But then you find out it wasn't Barry; it was uh, Earbart Thawne impersonating Barry. Nice. There's always been a thing where Reverse Flash wants to be Barry Allen. He's like a he's like an obsessed fan, basically. Yeah. And knowing what we know, or at least what I know now about the first two episodes of Armageddon, there seems to be if 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 it's not mind control, and it's not possession, the only other thing it obviously is is time's being fucked with yeah. and the reason why Barry is the only person that's like wait what that's not what happened huh what's going on maybe he's seeing or experiencing 
like distortions in the timeline and reverse flash is fucking with the timeline but here's the thing as cool as that might be cool it might be dope in flash armageddon it's a cool premise mm. but ultimately it's this all stems from barry allen and the writing being fucking stupid because at the end of season seven, the only reason Eobar Thawne is even around again, because he died multiple times in the, throughout the continuity of The Flash in the past yeah. seasons. Yes. He died on Flash. He died on Legends of Tomorrow. He died again in a crisis. He dies all of, He's dead, okay? But the last time he came back, they you didn't watch the last episode, the season finale of Flash season seven, right? No, I haven't watched, literally, I haven't watched okay. The Flash since freaking Bloodwork. Since, like, Blood, they, months, they, Blood, Blood Work and Mirror Master. That's the last time I fucking watched that show. The writing is so bad, he's not even in the season, but in the mm. final battle, and that, you saw the lightsaber scene, and Reverse Flash is in that scene. He just shows up in that scene. Why? Because off-screen, apparently, the whole Flash family was in that fucking, that, that, that finale. Word. They were all just literally, they were all there. They were all like, they, they, yeah, they did that big Power Rangers battle first. Oh, and wow. then they had the, the Godspeed one on one battle with Flash. But Barry tells them all, hey guys, don't worry. I got this. I'm going to fight Godspeed one on one. But then who shows up? Reverse Flash. Why does Reverse Flash show up? Because Barry's like, oh yeah, off screen, me and the Speed Force were like, hey, you know who I need to defeat Godspeed? My arch nemesis. Can you just revive my arch nemesis real fast? And me and him together can defeat Godspeed. And that's, I'm so like, con that's so convoluted. Bro, you didn't even have to do that. You had the whole Flash family there. <laughs> like, you, makes, literally, you literally went into the Speed Force and got the wicked redheaded stepchild of the Flash family to come in and help your ass with the other fucking wicked redheaded redheaded stepchild. But wait, there's, there's more. more. It gets worse. Oh, God. <laughs> because not only how did he... How could it get any worse? Not only did he revive his arch nemesis, who, mind you, at multiple times throughout the show, whenever someone like Nora, at one point his daughter, worked with Reverse Flash, he condemned her for like, he's my... my he killed my mother! He's a monster! And like, justifiable. That's fine. But then when the reverse... Ha. When you get to this episode, or this finale, and you bring him back to help you fight Godspeed, after they defeat Godspeed, Reverse Flash goes to kill Godspeed, and Barry gets mad. You brought back your villain specifically to do things. His logic was, this is Barry's logic, that there are some things that a villain will do that a hero won't. He wanted Reverse Flash there to cross that line to be able to defeat Godspeed. But when he does it, he gets like, oh, Reverse Flash, you're a monster. It's like... You that's what you brought me here for, bro. You but don't I'm, get to you don't get to be mad, Barry. This is literally why you brought me back, bro. But it gets worse. <laughs> I'm not done. <laughs> so then, Barry goes, "All right, I'm gonna fuck you up, Flash." He's like, "Go for it. I'm a fucking beast. You can't beat me, Flash." There's a scene, and it's cool, but it's also stupid as fuck. Barry's so fast that Reverse Flash can't touch him. Word. Okay, cool. Growth. Barry's obviously become a badass speedster now. Mm. Especially going from the first season, we've established how Flash, Reverse Flash, I mean, uh, Flash couldn't touch Reverse Flash in that first season. Yeah. Now it's the reverse. Ah. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> but wait, you, you helped me defeat Godspeed. But if I'm so much faster than you, how did you help me at all? Right. That makes no fucking sense. <laughs> like, if you're that much weaker, how did I need your help at all? But wait, it gets even more stupid. Oh, because now that we've established... Barry's so fucking fast that Reverse Flash moves slow to him. Re Reverse Flash gets up, dusts himself off, and he's like, 
Fuck you, Barry. I'm going to destroy everything you love. Next time. And he runs away. And what does Barry do? Until we meet again! He watches him <laughs> run off. And then when they when when the Flash family questions him afterwards, it's like, yo, but you revive reverse Flash. What what now? What if he comes back and, and, and hurts us? And you know what his response is? Yeah, we'll have to deal with that another time. What? Bro, you could you, you you're faster than him. You could have literally, literally been like, nah, bitch, literally. grab him by the collar, yank his ass back, going to jail. Like, no, this is like I'm letting him go. Alright, bro. I'll see you. I'll let you we, you've killed my mother. You had you can travel through time and fuck up my life, and now we're here in season eight. And what's happening? Time is being fucked with. I wonder who's behind it. Barry, what the fuck? <laughs> It's like you literally cre- created your own fucking madness. You like you created your own problem, bro. Like, so like even if this arc is good, the catalyst for it was stupid as fuck. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? So it's like mm-hmm. you you're you're starting with like your 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 ankle like you're, it's a race and you start it and your ankle broke at the beginning of the race. <laughs> like it's like oh this is fucking tr- okay. Barry fucking nerfed himself. Like that's literally like what this sounds like. It was so dumb. Because literally, it's like, you could have stopped all of this. You could have done something, like, right then and there to make this, like, not happen. There were so like, many so many points in time where you could just done something different. <laughs> like, could have caught him. Could have used the Flash family. Are you glad you started <laughs> watching this show again? Tell me honestly. <laughs> no. Like I said, it, it feels like a toxic relationship. <laughs> and it's oh like, God. yo, you talking to that girl again? I mean, we're seeing each other. Like, it's not serious, bro. Don't. Don't make it a big deal. It's oh, not. We're just hooking up. It's not going to be a long thing. All right. Just let me get through this. <laughs> um. But yeah, we'll talk about Flash Armor again moving forward. I'm curious to see. And, and Crystal hates it. Crystal hates the Flash. <laughs> so it's going to be real interesting for me and you who used to love it, but like we're in pain because it's like, oh, it's so bad now. And Word. Crystal's going to be like stupid the whole time. Trust me. <laughs> but let's get I'll- into news and uh, trailer talk. Before Michael used to do the news, so I guess now this is Jordan news. This is blurred news, I guess. <laughs> and the first topic of blurred news is a very blurred appropriate subject. Across the Spider-Verse. You don't make it easy, no. Miles. 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 You got a minute? Oh! What? Whoa. Gwen, how did she, how did she, how, how did you get, how have you been? It's a long story. Is this the room you grew up in? Uh, it, it is, but uh, my, my dorm room is very adult. Right, no, of course. Hey, are these your drawings? What? No, oh, no. good. <sighs> I missed you too. Okay, so what are you doing here? I, I mean, I, I thought I'd never see you again. Wanna get out of here? I'm grounded. Bummer. What? Is Spider-Man grounded? Uh, I mean, I... I... Dun, dun, Parts dun. two and three were announced, and the ch- teaser trailer for part two... <laughs> Which is which hurt me because at the end of that teaser trailer it says October 2022, and for a second I'm like October, but I just passed 2022. That's a whole year from now. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> but it'll, yeah, it'll be here before you know it. 
Yeah, time flies. But uh, sure. how did you feel about uh, the Cross the Spider-Verse teaser trailer? How did you feel about Into the Spider-Verse? How did you feel? And, and uh, are you excited for parts two and three since they're announced together? So they're already um, announcing a trilogy right out the gate. Honestly, I'm I'm very surprised that they're going in the direction of like doing a trilogy like right off the bat because I saw uh I watched I watched the uh, the trailer and I saw the uh, part what was what did it say part one part two of across of across the the Spider Verse this yeah. is supposed to be two parts yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I, I I thought I was like wait part part one and I was like so confused so um but uh but honestly I'm excited for this uh into the Spider Verse is honestly uh one of my it's honestly my favorite animated film, like, mm. ever, like, yeah, because, because, um, I, I, I talk shit on Arcane, and, like, I, I, I give it crap for it being a more mature thing, but it's, like, I actually do, like, more mature, like, animation and storytelling and, and whatnot, and, like, mm. I don't know, I guess that's why I like Spider-Verse more, because it's, like, even though there's tragedy, there's still, like, levity, and, like, there's still more satisfaction for all these characters. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know, but um, I was very happy to see like uh, Miles is like grown up now, and freaking uh, Gwenda came back to see him. So it's only totally, like we let we uh we left right right off the bat. You know, like as soon as where uh uh into the Spider Verse left off. So um, this is one of those things where I was actually like I'm very excited for it because I actually I do like Miles Morales. Um, mm. and he and like because it's like I was I literally made a video on TikTok recently talking about Latino representation in the MCU right now and I feel like there's like been like a very like lack of that um more recently because we'd really because I feel like the Latino community doesn't really have like a lot of presence in the MCU right now and I feel like one of our only like uh no yeah yeah one of our only representations is is Miles Morales and like I'm just like I'm itching for them to do something with him in like live action at some point but um give it giving him his own animated animated uh films and like with like across the spider-verse happening i'm very excited to see uh what's gonna happen but not only that we also got uh miguel o'hara coming in soon i mean yeah there's your uh 29 representation yeah 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 literally i'm like yo freaking like two that's what we need a live action movie of yeah yeah, futuristic like um a futuristic spider-man movie i'll take uh yes please give me uh what's his face um poe yeah i'm playing on his name uh What's his voice? The voice actor for, for Oscar Isaacs. Oscar Isaac, yeah. I'll take him as Spider Man. I mean, now I guess he can't be because now he's Moon no, Knight. he's Moon Knight now. Yeah. So freaking no, they can't do it. And that was another thing too that I was gonna say. Like, um, I like here. Haley, going back to Haley Steinfeld, freaking that's the thing too. I feel like it's conflicting because it's like I would have loved to see Haley Steinfeld play Spider Gwen, and she actually did a, uh, an interview with. Uh, I forget his fucking name. Oh well, she did an interview recently, and uh, someone was asked was asking her like, "Oh, would you like play Spider Gwen in like live action?" And she was like, "Yeah, I'd love to, but I don't know how that would work because freaking like she's playing Kate Bishop, and then she's also voicing Spider Gwen." And I would have loved to seen Haley play Spider Gwen. So it's like if they ever even do Spider Gwen in live action, it's like who's gonna play her then? You know? So, so Honestly, like- all those actors that voice those characters could play the live action version of those characters. Multi because multiverse. Yeah, even multiverse. um the guy that played uh. Uh, Peter B. Parker. Peter B. Park. Peter B. Parker. Uh, old man Peter. I forget who voiced him. I forget, I forgot his name too, but he's a comedian, and he's he he could literally. I think he has cosplayed as older Peter. Like it works. Like all those characters right. literally be those characters in live action. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah. I'm say- also. Oh, what were you saying? I'm sorry. No, 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 no. God, finish your sentence. Finish your sentence. I was gonna say that I'm, I'm also excited. Uh, like I, like you, I think I think this Into the Spider Verse is the best Spider-Man movie hands down. Definitely. I think it's one of the best animated movies ever. The 
the animation in terms of the body language and the movement and the attention to detail reminded me a lot of or arcane reminded me a lot of that yeah yeah um, definitely and this teaser i really enjoyed because it, it just looks like hey you like the first into the spider-verse we're gonna do more of that we're gonna, yeah. we're gonna we're, and now we're gonna go into other worlds so now we're gonna change the art style and like the the animations are gonna be different and i'm curious to see what they do with that and i i, I read that um phil lord and chris miller the reason why it's even announced as part one and part two right off the bat is because, and this is a great reason, it's not like a, a Twilight or something where it's like, let's just let's just stretch this shit out and, and split into two. I, I have a lot of faith in them as writers, mm-hmm. so when they say this, I believe them. That mm-hmm. they just wrote a story, and the, the story required them to split into two parts. Right. That's similar to what I did with episode five, which was originally episode four of Unworthy, yeah, where episode yeah. five... Uh, was going to be so long that I ended up splitting into episodes five and six, and sometimes it just works better that way. So like for them to say that as the reason why it's two parts, that tells me that hopefully the cliffhanger in, in the second part feels like a like a solid conclusion. But it tells mm-hmm. me that it's going to be a satisfying uh, and cohesive story between the between the two parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was gonna. I'm excited to see like which Spider Man or Spider-Men and women they bring in from the multiverse. Mm. Uh, I got like the fan fate, the fan two fan favorites that I know people want in this, in this next, uh, in this n- next film. One being uh Spider-Punk. Everyone keeps talking about Spider-Punk and um, aesthetically. Yeah. I, yeah. Aesthetically. I understand because Spider-Punk's like, he's a real, he's really, he's really, he's got a really like nice look to him. So like, I can see why like people would want Spider-Punk in there. But the one, the one Spider-Man that I'm really hoping uh, gets a good payoff for this is, uh, do you remember the, uh, the original Japanese Spider-Man from like 1977? Uh, Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> you want Spider-Man and his spider Zord? <laughs> yo, 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 you, you, you make jokes. But listen, listen I mean, to me. He was listen. in the Spider Verse comic. Yeah, in the Spider Zord. <laughs> listen to me. Sp- listen to me. Takuya Yamashiro, Leopard. His mega. Uh, I was gonna say it's not a Megazord. Technically, it's not a. It's that man literally has. If Takuya Yamashiro didn't have Leopardon, we wouldn't have Megazords in Super Sentai. Power Rangers wouldn't have Megazords without Takuya Yamashiro. Wait, that's what serious? I'm. That's yes, I'm dead serious. Wait, 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 wait. So Spider-Man's yes. big mecha yes megazords yes 1977 it yeah 1977 when that show was happening so was super sentai at the time but super sentai did not have giant robots at the what time. Yes. are you serious dead fucking serious super man started swords <laughs> yes yes so i say you go and you make jokes but you need to respect takuya yamashiro wow. he's leopard on leopard on ran so megazords could walk that is a fact wow yeah that's that's Great trivia. I thought yeah. it was, I always thought it was the other way around. No. I just didn't know the dates. Wow. No, no. So you put some respect on Takuya Yamashiro's okay. name. Okay. You All right, s- Supido man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So which is so I'm really hoping that they actually um they do make a uh, have uh, Takuya Yamashiro. I mean, yeah, in, in a world next. where they want to do, you know, pushing diversity. Yeah, if you have Miguel O'Hara, Spanish. If you have uh, Spider Punk, he I think he was like Irish or something like that. Scottish. I'm- I don't Some, know too. I don't know too much. Or no, he was from Brit. I think it was from Britain because he had like British colors. I think, mm. I think it was from London, like a weird version of like a dystopian London. I don't know, but that's that's not American, so it's different. Mm. Um, yeah, and then we got Spider-Man, that's Japanese. Like that'd be cool. Like uh, that, I think that'd be dope. Yeah, I, I'm I'm curious what who the villains are. Um, 
especially because like the the villain into the Spider Verse was so personal. I, yeah. I like the Kingpin like grounding mm-hmm. that it was like about trying to get his family back. Yes. Um, when the Spider Verse comics, it was about like interdimensional <laughs> spider slaying vampires. Um, and then if recently in the comics they did a uh, there were two Peter Parker Spider Verses, but then there was recently a Miles Morales Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you are you familiar with that at all. No, I'm not. It's weird. I I didn't <laughs> read all of it, but from what I gathered, it, evil Aunt May. Oh is God! The villain, like Spider Ma'am or something. It's like a carnage Aunt May. It's oh God! Weird. Yeah, it's weird. I'm like, I, part of me is like, oh, of course you make the the Miles Morales Spider Verse whack. <laughs> this is stupid. No, literally, I'm just like, yo, leave Aunt May alone, man. But like, Morlin was like a big villain in Spider Verse comics. Like that mm. was like the vampire. Do you know about him? Which one? Uh, Morlin. No, I don't know where Morlin. Uh, okay. See. Oh, it's weird. Now that I'm the comic book guy now. <laughs> this is you, weird. Are. You, you are. <laughs> but yeah, uh, he, he was basically he looked like Dracula. But it, it it was like a race of like dimension vampires that specifically like absorbed the life force of Spider Man. Mm, right? Weird, right? But that's what the that, plot was. Yeah. That's and they like, were like they're basically just, just Spider Man. Just yeah. Spider-Man? They were they were basically yeah just Spider Man. It was basically the idea was like Spider Man because it, it tied into like the idea that Spider Man's power is like tied to Spider God and is like arcane. <sighs> spider energy whatever there's the a spider god kind of everything's got a god everything's got mythos now yeah there's spider-man got weird in the comics man so <laughs> i was gonna say i thought like madam webb was like like the like the, the the top tier like of all the spider-men like i thought she was like the freaking um she's like the silver surfer of the spider power verse <laughs> yeah i was gonna say freaking um madam webb was always like the top like uh the bit the, the big like boss of like all the spider-man to me because i grew up on the uh the uh spider-man anime anime. Yeah, 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 yeah 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 me too yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, that's one thing too. I'm hoping that they do with do with the the multiverse is that they uh, they introduce Madame Web. I'm kind of hoping that they decide decide to do that. But um, but I'm just curious if they go with a more grounded villain like Kingpin, or if they go with the comic book accurate villain of essentially the Arbiter, but for Spider Man. Right. <laughs> that's really what it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, be... Spider Peter. Oh, Peter Parker's are unworthy. <laughs> maybe even uh, maybe even like maybe they'll even do the Beyonder or something. Maybe. Maybe. I do like how they look like they aged up uh, Gwen and Miles in the trailer too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're a lot. They're, they they grew up. So it's been yeah. it's been it's been some time since uh, since since the end of. <laughs> and on that note, speaking about vampires. Um, oh, well, I also hope that there's at least some kind of Miles Morales cameo or reference or something in No Way Home. It just seems like a big missed opportunity. If yeah, into yeah, the spider. Yeah. I, you deal with the Spider-Man universe, and you don't like. We had a reference to Miles in Homecoming. You know what I'm saying? Like, if that was in Homecoming with Charles Gambino being the uncle of Miles Morales, mm-hmm. there's no way you don't at least have Charles Gambino come back and do another reference, or yeah. or be standing with him or something. You know what I mean? Like yeah, watching yeah, yeah. the fight happen, something. Yeah, definitely. I honestly like um when when I thought that this was gonna be Tom Holland's last film, but apparently he's been confirmed that he's gonna do like more films. Yeah, another three. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I honestly thought that, like, since it was going to be the end for him, they would have done something like introduce Miles Morales at the end of uh, at the end of No Way Home, and then we have like our new live action Spider Man being Miles Morales. I thought that was the direction they were going to go in, but I don't. If they did go that way, I felt like it'd be too fast, too rushed. I honestly, even though we've had three Tom Holland movies, it's weird that it doesn't feel like they're three. No, no, because honestly, I feel like like the direction isn't on Tom Holland himself; it's like on everything else that's going on around him. That's a good point. Maybe that's why I didn't even think about that being the reason, but. Yeah, unlike the other Spider-Man trilogies, well, one trilogy and, and one that had two movies and a failed trilogy, uh, they were all focused on Spider-Man, obviously. But this, a lot of these Spider-Man movies in the MCU have been very MCU heavy. Yes. Like they, they, they all tie into the greater universe, every single one. Um, but yeah, that, that'd be really interesting if, it's, if we get like a, a Moreland in, in this, just because, you know, vampires. Say what? I was going to say, freaking, um, I was wondering about, like, if somehow Morbius was going to be connected to what's going on in No Way Home. I don't, I doubt it. Mm. I, I just, I only say that because, like, back in the original animated uh, Spider-Man series, the animated Spider-Man series was actually my introduction to Morbius and Blade. That's how I found Same. out of yeah, that's how I, he that's had to suck I, plasma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was literally gonna, I was literally gonna say, freaking Mor- Morbius is called the Living Vampire, and he, but uh, the Living Vampire, because apparently back when his comic was first made, they weren't allowed to have like uh, dead or undead characters in comic books for censorship yeah. reasons, mm-hmm. which is why they called him the Living Vampire. So and stupid. They, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really is. It really is. And then like they had him drink plasma instead of uh, blood to be more like more toned toned down and yeah. um and uh more 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 kid friendly. I guess honestly, it's more horror. Like, the the plasma hand suckers were oh, more God. horrifying to me as a kid than a vampire bite. Like mm. the, were they not scary to you? To me, it was terrifying. Oh God! It's something like it, it's. I it feel like it's harder to get into a bite position than yeah. it is just to grab somebody. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then uh. everybody would show his hand, like the the little sucker would like pulsate. It was gross. I was like, "Oh, touch me!" Ah! <laughs> no, stay away. Yeah. Oh, before we get into like, that's a great segue to Morbius. But yeah, I just yeah, 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 finish yeah. my thought about Spider Man and No Way Home. Yeah. I just feel like if they do Miles Morales, I want it to be. Uh, like the comics, and I want yeah. Peter Parker to die. Like mm-hmm. I want it to be that. So and I, I don't feel like Tom Holland is old enough yet, or has been Spider-Man long enough for that death to be really felt. I want his death to be on the on the same level as a Tony Stark. It's got to be. Right. So it's got to actually hurt probably more than Tony Stark because it hurts so much to see Tom Holland almost die in Infinity War. So it's got to be like, oh God, no. <laughs> so I definitely want at the if in this at the end of the sixth movie movie. If that's when the mantle gets passed to Miles Morales, that'd be dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but on, on the note of energy vampires and Morbius, let's talk about the Morbius uh, scene that was dropped. Uh, so in this, we get a glimpse into how the action set pieces work for Morbius. Mm. And when movies start releasing like whole scenes before a, sh- a, a movie drops, I start to get nervous. Mm-hmm. And I've always been nervous about Morbius. Yeah. And even after watching this this scene, I'm still not so I'm still not sold. Mm. I mean, like, I thought the, I thought the scene I thought the scene was pretty dope the way that it was executed, but like I don't know, it feels it feels like it's been done it's been done before. Like you got it just didn't. I think what you just said is great. It's been yeah. done before. Mm. Stylistically, it was cool seeing yes. how he like moved between person to person in that first couple of shots, where like he's like basically pouncing on people. Yes. 
But my concern is two things. One, Jared Leto as a, a protagonist. I, is he interesting enough and charismatic enough to make me care about him as a good... Because I don't feel like they're going to lean into... Just like Venom. I feel like they're going to neuter Morbius. And they're not going <laughs> to lean into him being a, a, like a villain. They're going to lean into him being an anti-hero. Anti-hero, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's like, I've got to like him. Am I going to like Jared Leto? I'm not sure. But then also, when they show you how he fights in this scene, they haven't really revealed who the villain is at all. Right. Is there a villain? Is, who is his opposition? Because if not, are we seeing a repeat of this scene play out multiple times in the movie where he's just pouncing on people and they, they can't stop him? Because like, there's got to be some kind of opposition to make these fight scenes interesting. Because after that initial cool VFX like dashing thing he was doing... When you get into this is where I, I agree with you with like we've seen it before mm-hmm. that I'm wandering around smoky pipes with steam and whoa where is he oh, I don't know what's going on I'm like this is Batman this is like every I've seen this scene. it's literally bat it's literally man bat Morbius is man bat yeah but it's like I've seen this scene a million times yeah, yeah and it yeah. it wasn't even interesting like when he after the initial jumping around thing when he starts stalking people one by one. The kill where he just walked by the guy and slashed his face and he died. Yeah. The fact that it was so bloodless. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I think that's how it's going to be in the movie. I don't think it's censored. It lacks weight. Yeah. Like, it needs to... If, if you're going to have a Morbius, a living vampire, yeah. you got to get gory. Like, you got to yeah. get intense. And right now, even, like it just didn't hint that intensity. Even the music felt subdued. It wasn't hype to me. Like, I, visually it looked cool. But after the initial, like, oh, that was cool, jumping around, like, the cool movement, like, I, I immediately felt what I'm afraid I'm going to feel in the theater for long stretches, which is like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, yeah. I, I feel you on that. And honestly, I feel like the direction that this movie is going to go, um, there's a trend with superhero films these days, especially, like, the uh, new characters getting their own films, like, right off the bat. One of the curses of comic book films is the mirror match. You can see, yeah. you could literally see so many, so many comic book films these days, and it's like whenever you're getting a new character, or um, you always wind up having a mirror match with an mm-hmm. opposing villain at some point. Like literally, that's what they did with Venom for two, for not one, but two. Like <laughs> li- literally, like when they did the first Venom film, they just had they had Riot come in as the opposing symbiote, and then when everyone literally just wanted Carnage, and then they finally did Carnage in the second film. So, it, but it's literally at the same time. Granted, that's that's the 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 mirror match that they wanted because that's what they did in the comic books. At the same time, you're still you're still cursed with the load of having a mirror match film so with morbius i'm i'm afraid that he's gonna wind up just facing like another generic vampire to fight which basically yeah. has the same powers some other guy's gonna do the same yeah. thing and he's gonna basically fight that guy. basically that's that's what i'm predicting for the morbius film because it's like you don't really have like an established an established villain or anything like that i don't know who you could bring in to have him fight aside blade from... yeah <laughs> <laughs> you read my mind yeah literally I, if they do make a sequel to this film or if they make uh, a blade uh in the if they make the blade movie or what if are they doing a blade movie or are they doing a series i think it's a movie okay then in that case i feel like either blade's gonna have his own villain in that film or they're just gonna have him the, have uh him and morbius fight because that's that's like i feel like that's the the trajectory that mm. it's going having these two vampiric characters yeah 
you know, in the MCU, I feel like they're going to have to confront each other at some point. So I feel like Morbius is going to have his film, Blade is going to have his film, and then literally the sequel film is going to be Blade versus Morbius at some point. I don't even know if they'll do that just because this is the Morbius character is part of that Sony Spider that Sony Spider Verse thing. Oh yeah, and, and the MCU is Blade. So I'm like, oh and yeah. I, like well, I was even thinking, like in a perfect world, if the if the MCU was doing Morbius, even though it's like, who the fuck is looking for a Morbius movie? But let's say like the MCU was like, we're gonna do Morbius. What? Why? We just are. Shut up. But then they backdoored it as Blade. If they were going with Morbius being the tragic character and like a a, a villain that doesn't want to be a villain, mm-hmm. and then the backdoor villain for Morbius is Blade, that'd mm-hmm. be dope. Yeah. But because these aren't connected universes, really, I, they're definitely not going to do that. And it's like, I don't even know if that's the best way to introduce Blade. It's a cool way to introduce Blade yeah. in a world where, you know what? I say that. It's a cooler way to introduce Blade than what they did in Eternals. That stupid fucking, oh, I'm off screen. Are you that sure was, you want to do that? Like, what? what? <laughs> that, that was that was a little ridiculous. I was like, I was not expecting Blade to be in that in that last in that last fucking scene, and it's like you don't you don't even know that it's him, but it's like you literally got to watch explanation videos for. Yeah, you don't see even, him. It has yeah. no bearing on the plot at all. Yeah. Like, it doesn't even thematically make sense. But I mean, here's the thing. I I know it's like it's very like it's very like um un unlikely because like Mor- Mor- Morbius is owned by Sony and then Blade is un- owned by Disney. But at the same time, I feel like if it's gonna make them money. I feel like they they would do it. Uh, Mor- Morbius versus Blade at uh, some point, considering the fact that they have such a close dynamic, especially with Spider Man, and also also remember, um, Vulture is in uh, Morbius right now because we see him in the trailer. Yeah, but is he guy actually gonna be a character or is just a cameo? Like mm. they, they, they show like basically him just being like, "What's up, Doc?" or whatever. Like it's so vague. And I it, feel like it, the, the fact that they're keeping all those things so vague, it just feels like bait. All those things just feel like bait to bait the audience, to bait the Marvel fans to come and see it. And be like, how connected is this? You know what I mean? I think that's what they're doing. I guess. Even uh, with Venom in that, that post credit scene, it felt like bait. Um, like, let's, let's get the nerds talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah you're, you're not wrong. But honestly, it's like, yo, if, if the fans want it bad enough and like if Sony and Disney want to make more money, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like they could they could come to terms and do something with that. I feel like it'd be a missed opportunity if they didn't. Mm. Um, and we already t- touched on this the last topic that I wanted to talk about uh, earlier during our Hawkeye discussion, but the fact that they did announce that Daredevil will be in the Marvel Universe, and it's Charlie Cox specifically. Like, how do you think Finn Jones feels, the guy that played Iron Fist? How do you think, like, <laughs> how do they feel right now? Like, this, this motherfucker... <laughs> What about us, Kevin? Ah, fuck uh, you guys. <laughs> You're all trash. No one's begging for you guys. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know, yo. Freaking honestly, everyone just wanted heroes for hire. That's all they wanted. Freaking was to have. Uh... No, we got defenders though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mediocre I... ass defenders. <laughs> That's the only thing that people were were clamoring for. Was like, yo, we want a heroes for hire show for Luke Cage and freaking Iron Fist. Like, that's literally like the logical st- That's the logical direction to go in with those characters. But they didn't do that. Nope. And for no, they were like setting up uh, Luke to have his own thing, and now he's like running, uh, running Harlem, and then freaking. I, I think they had an episode in season two of Luke Cage called "Heroes for Hire" when Iron Fist was a cameo in an episode. Yeah, a cameo. I want yeah. like I wanted like a series, like an entire series with freaking Luke Cage and Iron Fist. You know, like just like doing bro, doing bro things, and like freaking. You know, that's what I wanted personally. Yeah. 
And I was, but not with them, not with Mike Coulter and Finn Jones because they had zero chemistry like uh, in that show or in that in that continuity. Um, I think it's a smart choice, obviously, because Daredevil was the only consistently good show from Netflix. So to bring over the fan favorite two characters, uh, Kingpin and Daredevil, makes a lot of sense. Right. Uh, and yeah, the fact that they're announcing this now. As we're getting all these teases of the uncle and Hawkeye, definitely tips the hat that yeah they're, yeah. they're doing the integration now, and maybe Thor- we'll see, maybe the rumors are true, and we'll see Charlie Cox in No Way Home as the lawyer. Maybe I'm hoping I'm really That'd be awesome. Hope- yeah, seriously, because like I know the fact that um Spider Man has worked with Matt Murdock, and even Dare- uh Spider Man the Animated Series introduced me to Daredevil, so that's how I know about uh Dare- Daredevil. So it'd be really cool. It'd be really cool if they actually like eat- did that tidbit where they have uh. Matt Murdock as Peter's lawyer in No Way Home. I think that'd be very, very satisfying. Yeah. Mm. Tie all these multiverses together. Let's go. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> it's like, yo, but wait, what about my girl, Jessica Jones? Where the yeah. fuck is my girl, Jessica Jones at? Yeah, like, she had a good first season, but it's fine. <laughs> oh, come on. I actually but, have But to be seen... honest, of all the other characters, I feel like, uh, what's her name? Jessica Jones. Uh, Christian Ritter. Is that her name? Yeah, Christian Ritter. Yeah, she... She embodied the character, I think, second best of all the other characters. It goes Charlie Cox, Daredevil, Christian Ritter, uh, Jessica Jones, Mike Coulter, uh, Luke Cage, and then space, 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 as far down as possible, <laughs> Finn Jones, Iron Fist. <laughs> you can't sit with us. It's like, <laughs> that's, <laughs> That's a damn shame because I was like, I was like getting I, after the second season. I was like, I was actually like looking forward to seeing what they were gonna like take the direction with that show. In the third with season. Iron Fist, yeah. You you care about Iron Gun? Like, that's stupid uh, ass. Uh, <laughs> we had the Iron Fist gun. Like, it piqued my interest. It piqued my interest a little bit. Fucking but, Wild uh, West Iron Fist out here. Fuck that. <laughs> oh my god. I, honestly, it had me thinking. Um, when I watched Song Chi uh a little a little while ago, it actually got me thinking back to Iron Fist, and I was like, okay, this actually feels a little bit more proper to have an Asian, um, an uh, an Asian as as a leading role in like with an Asian aesthetic, you know. Yeah. So so like, and then there's fucking and then there's fucking Iron Fist, you know, like a white man with like adapting Asian culture. So it's like I understand why like that'd be problematic, but at the same time, I thought it'd be interesting to bring an Iron Fist into that setting uh, of Shang Chi and whatnot. Not Finn Jones. <laughs> yeah. it, it would be cool if they like tease like the concept of Iron Fist. Yeah. And then recast him later. But yeah. don't don't bring Finn Jones anywhere near the MCU. You stay away. <laughs> you stay far away, sir. I you mean, stay on yeah. Game of Thrones where you belonged. <laughs> oh, good grief. Oh, uh, but yeah, I guess that's it for this week's episode of Blurred Vision. Um, thank you once again, Jeff, for being on for me. Being on with me. No worries. Uh, next week we'll be talking about episode four of Hawkeye. Uh, I don't know if there's any movies that are coming out. Is there? Spider-Man will come out the next week. But this weekend, I don't think there is anything. I don't know. If there is, we'll talk about it. But if not, when there's a break, I do want to... Um, so we'll talk about it afterwards. But I I do want to start doing retroactive reviews. Mm-hmm. So if we have a lull one week, we could talk about like Shang-Chi, for example. Because I never did a review in the podcast for that. Yes. And I love that movie. Uh, yeah, it was really good. Yeah, it... it after Black Widow disappointed me, that that made me feel like okay, this is this is a good. F- if if we're redoing Phase One of Marvel, this is a good Phase One Marvel movie of the new generation. If that makes sense, right? Um, yeah. I definitely want to talk about it. 
Um, but yeah, and, and also unworthy commentary, but we need Crystal for that. So Woo. hopefully next week is the week that we're all together. The Avengers will finally assemble. <laughs> Rangers, uh, assemble for the Blurred Vision podcast. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so that's it for this week of Blurred Vision. I've been your host, Jordan with. Jeff Jeffrey Rosado, a.k.a. Jeffrey Rays, a.k.a. the Chrono Ranger. <laughs> and we will see you next week. Peace. Later. We all sin. If I bring a couple rounds with me, then we all win. I came back and brought the crown with me. The king's king. Break your necklace and your necklace. Everybody's on your head.